you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Uh, we're bouncing to the studio. Top of the morning, everyone, Saturday Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, our dear friends. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Julian King and the Miss Old Jays Magnuson in the chair today for Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. So, Nick... As you know, cheer, cheering the red and the white. He's busy on Sydney Swans duty and ads. Well, I think Kibbo told me that ads is trailing the Socceroos while they play a couple of friendlies against New Zealand. And look, given their sponsorship partnership with Subway, I suspect Adam Peacock's trying to find a creative way to work the term footlong into his copy. They are singing in Parramatta this morning. We'll get into that. The open line number, it's open for business. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And the text line 0457... 736 736. Check in, have your say. Welcome to the listeners on SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. A special hello as well to all our listeners on SENQ 693 in Brisbane and to anyone tuning in via the app. And the Moles Club podcast, you can get it through Apple, Spotify and your usual podcast platforms. Let us know where you tuned in today and what do you make of the match last night. High chance of showers in Sydney today. Tops at 20. Not too heavy. So have a shot at firing up the Toro. Now, a man who does his best work in the wet, Miss Jays Magnuson. Miss Ol, good morning to you. Morning, Jules. I've gone the SEN Quaddy this week. Yeah, tell me. Uh, that is crunch time. Yep. Into breakfast with Fossey, mm. into drive home with Joel Kane, into Mowers Club. My first Mowers Club debut. So you in my Mowers Club yeah, cherry. Uh, uh, welcome, welcome. So you're sort of the, the everyman off the bench. You're like the Craig <laughs> Wing who comes off the bench. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Good looking and just versatile. You know? Well, Gibbo told told me that I was going to be on with uh, Nick Davis this morning, and I was thinking about. It. I thought there's no chance an ex Swans player isn't on some sort of junket yeah. on a grand final when the Swans are playing, and I think it's also a ten year anniversary. For the Swans, yeah, from the 2012 Grand Final, so he'll be on some junket somewhere. He's probably on a cruise on the harbour, or yeah, he'll be on, on a private too, jet down to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Jimmy, I, I knew the only way you'd come in if I said Nick Davis was working. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This we're, we're we're striking up. This was the the Com Games power couple here uh, for week two. <laughs> I'm coming in with shots, guys. Again, yeah. I'm shots. Again, I'm in Sullivan, Steph Rice. Yeah. Oh, hello to you, Gibbo. You know, I tell you what, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because you and I do a lot of fill-in stuff on this network. You know what? Yeah. Uh, we're like the Panthers, Miss Sol, the next man up mentality. We're like we uh, Sean O'Sullivan, Jamin Salmon. Uh, although your gut is slightly stronger than Jamin Sammons. I'm the Brian Norrie of the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> played for my Dragons, Brian Mor- Norrie. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Good player. Yeah. Good player. Hey, we've got a big show in prospect coming up. The King, Wally Lewis, the sixth immortal, is going to join us. You know, I still get nervous going to talk to, the, talk to Wally Lewis because it's Wally. Right? Yeah. I wasn't Wally. born when he was doing his thing, so. Doesn't matter. I just, but he's transcendent. Still exciting. Though, yeah. yeah, he is. He is the King. Now, we do have the small matter of the AFL grand final. The numbers are going to go through the roof because the Sydney Swans are playing. Uh, basically, yep. the, the highest rating AFL grand finals have all involved Sydney. Oh, it's a big, You're big kidding. Yeah, big, big market. Have you so, got any plans this afternoon for the grand final? No, I don't. I'm still sort of tossing up what to do for the grand final. 
Gibbo? Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. He's absolutely. Well, I'm not pad. sure. Yeah, so I went last week to the SCG. Marnie yeah. came down from the Central Coast. Massive Collingwood fan. Yeah. Got to the pub at about 12.30, yeah. 1 o'clock. Yeah. By three-quarter time, I'm gone. Gone. I'm out of there. Oh, so you didn't go to the game. No, I was at the game. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we left. We left. Oh, you left. <laughs> that was the best quarter, you idiot. Hey, I still had fun. Yeah, so yeah. 30 points down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Next day, she messages me. Oh, they, they got back to one point. <laughs> anyway, so any sort of pub on the northern beaches. But I feel like the inner city of Sydney today would be a good day. You're out at the East Missile. Where yeah. do you Paddo, maybe? Well, that, that's a heartbeat of Sydney Swans supporter base, isn't it? Oh, Mossman? Eastern suburbs. And I reckon more east than Mossman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of late bandwagon supporters. You know the ones that you oh, see true. them walking around yeah, the city yeah. with Sydney Swans scarf. They've still got yeah. the Rebel Sport tag attached to it. Yeah. You know, like they carry a lot of the hell. They, are, they are a highbrow supporter base, I reckon, mm. the Swans. Um, my missus is a massive Swans fan, so she's flown down oh, to Melbourne. Really? So I got the place to myself. Oh, so you're uh, thinking boys, boys. Well, so when, when, sh- was that an, like a, a, a veiled invitation? I what think are you so. boys doing for the game, Salvo? Can we bring yeah. Jules a son? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you got your Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> and headphones? <laughs> he's, he's easily pleased. Yeah. <laughs> What's he watching out there? Oh, uh, he's, I don't know. He's, he's got. He's, he sort of trawls through YouTube and then, you know, then I log on to do some research and there's all his crap there. It used to be oh, Eagles okay. and now oh. it's like, you know. Uh, you know, video games, Minecraft, does he need, robots. Uh, and does whatnot. he need Gibbo to teach him the incognito mode? Yeah, because that's easy. <laughs> You've got to but, put my son on the dark web, eh? Please don't. Well, I'm not going to put him on the dark web. I might show him the dark web. But he's got the double screen going. But yeah, he's, oh, a wannabe, he? he's a wannabe sort of gamer YouTuber now. So oh, he watches okay. the ones that are in their gamer chair and they've got their headphones and they're sort of narrating their game. They're going, oh, yeah. what's going on? Oh, no, look, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll probably be the first generation, Gibbo and I, that encourage that because it's the fastest growing um, sport in the world. Yeah, huge. Yeah, um, you use that term loosely, yeah, I know, loosely. but huge, huge money in it um, and a, a legitimate career in it if you're good enough. Esports. Oh, Esports. Some, some of the people that he follows have like two million subscribers which is yeah. insane and they make massive coin off, off streaming of followers, yeah. and sponsors and it's it's pretty legit they'll, they'll push for olympic inclusion one day yeah i know that'll hurt me yeah <laughs> it'll yeah, hurt so, me um yeah, some 16 year old kid from japan's got a silver medal just like james magnus <laughs> yeah it doesn't sit it right hurt, it hurt me enough uh in tokyo when there was 16 year old kids doing kick flips and getting medals um not because i, I don't point. value the sport or um, how tough it is yeah. at that level. It's just, um, I don't know. I, str- I struggle a, a bit when we, s- I struggled with golf. The I, I really struggled when they introduced golf to the Olympics. Well, is it, wasn't the rule of thumb, was it, the Olympics should be the pinnacle for that sport. That should be the most coveted award. So if, yeah. if you're a golfer, you had a choice of Olympic gold medal or a green jacket, what do you take? Oh yeah. Green um, jacket every exactly. day of the week. Exactly. And the, the, now, what about tennis? the motto of the Olympics is... Sidious Altius Fortius, faster, higher, stronger. And when you see the golfers rock through the village, you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a John Daly kind of, or a Craig Perry. Yeah, sort of well, at least, at least John Daly and a Bender could go faster, higher, stronger. But yeah, no for the most part. What about surfing, Miss Al? Uh, I think there's a more athletic element to surfing yeah. than golf. Yeah, um, break dancing. Break dancing is going to do my head in. Uh, I, I could, I could honestly cull it to probably five sports. Uh, you know, the, the funniest thing is 
they've banned weightlifting from the Olympics, which really is more of a purer sport. Yeah. Banned. We were a good chance at a gold medal as well. Well, we had... Uh, Eileen Ficamatana, Fijian born. Oh, I'll go yep. back to 84. 84? Dean yeah, Lucan. Oh, Dean Lucan. The tuna fisherman from Port Lincoln. <laughs> so the reason they've banned it is they've just said that doping is too prolific. and That's not a reason to ban it, though, is it? I mean... Well, we've still got cycling. Correct. Well, exactly. I mean, I mean there was a host a, of sports. I mean. the, there's, there's, only one, uh, there's only one runner that's been, I think, sub 9.9 that hasn't tested positive for the 100 metres. That's Usain Bolt. So yeah. you, could, you could argue that that sport is quite riddled as well. Um, but yeah, I reckon by the time, by the time esports come in, I might've flicked over the channel for the Olympics. Okay. What about yeah. sports that involve judging? That's like, yeah. Like, you know, diving and gymnastics or. You know, it's, I so like gymnastics. You, you beat the clock or you lift a certain amount and that's it. Yeah. I like gymnastics. Yeah. Um, diving, take it or leave it. Sorry to those divers out there. All right. What about rugby league? Should that be in the Olympics? Because I tell you, it was quite a spectacle at Queensland Country it was Bank Stadium last night. I had a real energy about it too. You must be the only bloke in Parramatta today not wearing a Parramatta jersey. Can I tell you something? Because you know I'm not a, a Parramatta fan, but I've got a soft spot for the Eels. You live in the area and you get caught up in, in the community. So, yeah. so last night... I'm... He gets caught up in the gangs as well, Jules. Yeah, He's I got a pretty dark background. Just... I've seen him out of Duneside with uh, yeah. Luai and... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going to hike up my sleeve and see a postcode tattered on my, on my inner He's throwing up the gang, sands of, uh, gang signs for so, Manasi Fainu. So, <laughs> so anyway, he's a church-going filler. So anyway, <laughs> last night I started watching the game with a couple of kids and normally the plan was up, you know, maybe get through the first half and just hit the pause and then get them to bed. All things going to plan. I'm five, ten minutes behind the game, come back and didn't work yeah. that way. The kids were being a pain in the backside. Couldn't get them to bed. So I ended up watching it late. So I get at the second half, they'd scored again, the Cowboys. Was it maybe Murray Talangi it might have been? Anyway, they got to 18-12, 2012, and I go, oh, this is a belter of a game. And then all of a sudden I hear coming down the street doing laps, uh-uh, <laughs> go, <Parramatta! laughs> So they've absolutely ruined it for me, and there was scenes. Yeah. There was scenes outside the Leagues Club and, and the stadium there on O'Connell Street. Yeah. So they did ruin it, but that was okay. I'm, I'm delighted that Parramatta got through. And the thing about it is, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Mitch Moses doing his Josh Allen, you know, forward pass, and, and everyone seemed to have, well, only the officials seemed to have missed it. It's yeah. quite remarkable. Yeah. Uh, Gus Gould made a good point, though, Miss Isle. He, somebody brought it up with him on Twitter, and he said, yeah, but you know what? The, the Cows got to an eight-point lead in the second half. I don't think you can blame the loss on that decision alone. No, there was plenty unraveled in that game for um, there was there's chances for the Cowboys, uh, plenty of chances and a couple of soft-ish tries to Campbell Gillard that that probably that, could have been stopped. That that second one really surprised me. Yeah, protecting the lead and and it was Tambalolo and and Jordan McLean actually they just didn't get off the line a yawning yeah. gap and and they've been doing it all night. You knew that play was coming. Because they've been rehearsing that a lot. Marnie with that short ball to, to Reg. Yeah. And when he winds up, he's hard to stop from that distance. Yeah. Just, and and uh, they didn't even make it hard for him. He just he strolled over. I was quite heavily invested in Parramatta last night. Yeah, cool. Really? And so I you lived... Give us the breakdown. Go. I, I lived the game as a Parramatta supporter, essentially. My God. The roller coaster that is supporting Parramatta yeah, through right. 80 minutes of football... They have to be one of the most inconsistent teams just across that 80 minutes. The edge defense is paper thin. The front rowers are the most elite in the competition. Dylan Brown can be the best 5'8 
but also the quietest five eight from half to half. Mitch Moses can be a genius and then put two kicks out on the full and oh. miss a conversion from, you know, ten meters beside the goalpost. You know what? Just on Mitch Moses, I'll, I'll, like he missed the birth of his child, and I think he had a grandparent passed away. So I'll, yeah. I'll give him a pass this time. Yeah, but they are so rocks and diamonds, aren't they? When rocks they're on, they, they can beat anyone. But sometimes. Go, Doing yeah. and turning, the, you know, allow inviting tees back to the game were just really dumb turnovers. And their completion in the first half was around sixty percent, I think it was. Yeah. So Parramatta fans out there, uh, I know what it feels to be one of you now, <laughs> and it, it is tough. It ages you, doesn't it? Oh, it's tough. Um, so I was on the show yesterday with with Joel Kane, and he was convinced that the Cowboys were going to do it. And uh, he texted me after the after the Cowboys went up. Uh, in the second half, and he said, "Tata Eels." Mm. I think they went up by eight points. Yeah, twenty to twelve. Twenty to twelve, yeah. and I, I was, I was there with him. I thought they're done here, and I honestly thought it was Regan Campbell Gillard and Sean Lane turned the yeah, game for yeah, Parramatta. Monster second. Well, if you remember too, it was twenty points to twelve, and I think they turned the ball over, and it was Sean Lane who was sort of pounced on that intercept, and so they were they were coming because they were they were making easy yards to out of dummy half. And rolling down the field, North Queensland, and that just uh, that turnover almost changed the complexion of the game because not yep. long after that it was that short ball, Campbell Gillard, and then bang bang, double barrel, then Sevo scores. Yeah, yeah. I think for Parramatta they will be absolutely sweating on the fitness of Opacek, uh, Bailey Simonson at centre. I, I don't know if that. Was, I thought he was okay. He was he was time. okay, but. Uh, you saw both centers for Para absolutely flying out of the line at times. Penasini on one side, uh, Simonson on the other. As soon as as soon as the Cowboys got within their twenty meter line, I was just thinking this is a, a try coming. Did would you p- put uh, Would you put Wonga Blake out of the side and move Bailey Simonson to the wing, knowing that, that Cleary is going to be yep. putting up those monster bombs next week if the Panthers are to get through? I I wouldn't be playing Wonga Blake in that grand final. Did it surprise you that he didn't kick to his wing more often? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Dropped, and all of a sudden, they sort of they kept finding Michael Sebo's throat. Yeah. What, what and and Gutherson, who's a weapon yeah. um, under the high ball. Uh, yeah, for, f- there's multiple reasons I, I wouldn't be playing Wonga Blake in the final. The first being he ran for 65 metres off the wing. Like, you've got to come in and make more of a, a contribution than that. Uh, two errors, two missed tackles. I just don't know if they can afford to carry him through to that grand final. The the problem with Wonga is you look at him and you watch him with ball in hand. He's one of the best best athletes in the competition. Super fast, rangy, strong. You know, he's a Larry player, but I don't think they can afford to carry him into a grand final. I'd love to hear the perspective of an Eels fan, text us in um, during the show, 0457736736. You guys have watched Wonga all season. W- would you carry him um, through to, to the NRL grand final? Maybe he needs a haircut. I'm not sold on that. Haircut, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, very 80s. He's, he's an excellent attacking player. But the thing about it, a Parramatta play this game where they sort of, you know, they use their wingers differently. They, they play very outside in. It's like a concertina. They go wide to the left, wide to the right, and a lot of outside in angles, and it worked really well for them. In fact, it has in the, in the last few weeks. Luckily for the – well, if the Cowboys had made the grand final, they would have been sweating on Taumalolo. I don't See think that? he would have played. I don't think he would. Well, you know, that – you know, have they set a precedent? Well, you don't want to wreck the, you don't want to ruin the spectacle for the fans. Can he serve it next yeah. year? Well, he's drawn a line in the sand now, and it, it won't come to that. But I think on that evidence, 
uh, the lateness of it and the fact that he made high contact on uh, Pavali it was, yeah. he wouldn't have played next No, week. it's more than a fine. Um, I, I think had Papali'i been knocked out, they're lucky that Papali'i kind of, he didn't bounce back up from it, but he did come back in the game. It wasn't considered a grade one. Had that have been a more severe head knock or had that have been on a halfback, uh, I think he would have been in big trouble. Uh. 180 metres for he had another great game too. Jason great Tomalolo. game. 62 minutes he played, 180 metres and uh, 78 post contact metres. So, Eels fans, uh, how are you feeling this morning? Uh, let's get you to dissect the game for us. 0457 736 736. Interesting, I heard uh, Matty Johns on, on Friday morning glory talk about Cronulla and North Queensland. They finished second and third. Both of them go out. Well, sorry, Cronulla went out straight sets and then North Queensland fell just, just one short. And he, he said they sort of played. The type of footy that's great week in, week out, season proper. Yeah. But it wasn't finals. Finals, yeah. You know, and and, and yep. look at Parramatta. I mean, to all intents and purposes, they should have been trailing at half time. They they barely had the ball in the Cowboys' half. They, I just had a look at the numbers 57% possession they had in that first half. It's sometimes you just, you know, it's about taking your opportunity and just sort of having that X factor. Yep. Someone that just seizes that moment that can take that step up. Yeah. I think sometimes then that can prove the difference in these, these big games. Were you surprised last night at the usage of the bench from both teams? So super humid conditions. Mm. It, it looked to the untrained eye like there was a lot of fatigue in the game. Players slipping over, missing tackles, struggling to get back on side. For Parramatta, they had well, Jake Arthur, zero minutes. Yep. Bryce Cartwright, five minutes. So they essentially played with 15 players. Yeah. And then Oregon Confuci, 20 minutes. So barely used their bench for, for – and the but, Cowboys had – Well, the hammer came on for hammer, the last five four, minutes. Too four, late. Yeah, he Too had – sorry, three minutes for the hammer, 14 minutes for Cohen Hess. Mm. Um, the both, usage both, of the bench. Yeah, see, it's interesting. Both of those teams that's been talked about use – have a heavy rotation. Sorry, they don't use their bench across the board the way other teams do. So well, they rely, one team rely that, on their big go-forward men. Yeah. Uh, do you carry Jacob Arthur in? Into a grand final. Oh, I mean, Madison, I thought was good he's, he's almost in so deep now that he's got to. Yeah. Um, I thought Ryan Madison was immense. I'd be I'd be starting Madison, but what about that ball there? That cutout ball for uh, I think it was Parramatta's second try. Oh, lovely, lovely hands. He's a, he he could be a smoky for the Australian squad. Yeah. I mean we're we're pretty flush. A lot of smokies, eh? Hey? Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty we're pretty flush with uh, locks um, in Australia, but. I love what he's doing. Um, and the, the the thing I think when I watch those two sides and the fact that they're only using 15 players essentially, one team that doesn't do that, that gets great value from their bench, is Penrith. Without question. Without they, question. You can relegate Happy Chorus out to start the game. Oh, yeah. And they bring on Spencer Lenu, They bring on Scott Sorensen. Jamin Simmons there to cover all positions. Their bench is very well utilised. So I, I don't know if you can play 15 versus 17 in a grand final and come up trumps. We're looking forward to that game. Who will Parramatta meet in the grand final? Will it be the Panthers? Will it be the Bunnies? And, of course, CSEN will call tonight's game from a course stadium, Penrith and South City. Joel Kane, Anthony Seabold, Spud and Timmy Manor in the box. Congratulations to Parramatta. Uh, win, lose, a draw there. I think the monkey's off their back. And certainly ease the pressure on Brad Arthur, who said they had an honesty session. I think an honesty session can't solve. This is after the South's lost. 24 yeah. points to 20 up and running on their Mowers Club this 
Saturday morning, Jules and Missile in the chair for Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Thanks to our great friends at Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Nick Davis and ads out of business. You got Jules and the Missile on the Adam chair who? today. Adam Adam who? Nick who? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, they're gone. They're never going on holiday. In this world. <laughs> 0457 736 736. Uh, old Barry says, hey, Missile, congratulations to the Eels. I'm not an Eels supporter. I was cheering them on last night. What I think is a concern is with the exception of Gutherson and Siva, the outside backs of Parramatta were totally ineffective in running the ball back to take the pressure off their forwards. But I don't know if that's the game plan, though, old Barry. Unless they can improve on that next week, I think they'll be in trouble. We don't know how they're going to play. They don't they don't match up very well against South Sydney and then Penrith put them to the cleanest last time out. But. Yeah, I don't have the highest of hopes for Para next oh, okay. week. Okay, so whoever they meet, they're going to lose, you reckon? Well, I, I, I don't think anyone You wouldn't can, bet on them. I, I wouldn't bet on them. I don't think anyone can match Penrith. But just on that, uh, so Wonga Blake ran for 65 metres, Penasini 80 metres, Sevo yeah. 110 metres. They didn't get a lot of value out of their back back five, except for Gutherson, of course. If you compare that to the Cowboys, 158 from Hel- uh, from Felt, 141 from Tuolangi, Hiku's almost 200 metres, Val Holmes, 150 metres. It, it, it does seem to be the most common way that teams get yardage these days out of their own half is through their back five. Para doesn't do that. They rely so heavily on Campbell Gillard and Paulo. Um, yeah. And also second phase play, turning it back to the middles like your lanes and your papalis. Yeah, they get a lot of meterage out of their back rowers as well, which isn't as common across the comp. But the the thing I worry about for for Para is how paper thin that defence was on the edges. I'll tell you what, though. Cowboys threw the kitchen sink at them in the the last few minutes and they were resolute. I think they had 10 tackles, 10 out of them in a row, and, and they didn't look like scoring. Yeah. They, they showed up, you know. I was really impressed with the defence. They're going to bend here and they didn't, Parramatta. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear from – so I've got a mate that's a para fan and he, he thinks that South's their absolute bogey team. He, he, he's not confident against South at all. So so he'd rather Penrith. Didn't Vossi float that in breakfast this week? Um, if you're I'm Parramatta, sure. who would you rather meet in the grand final? Yes, I'd be, I'd be interested. If that's their bogey team, then would and they've beaten Penrith twice this year, but if I if I was Para, I would not want to be meeting Penrith in no, the grand no, no, final. No. We go south. So four five seven seven three six seven three six one before the break. Eels Mars, a happy man this morning. Great with you, Miss I'd have Blake on the bench for the final. Bring him on for attacking impact in the second half. Only if you need to do so. Great minds think alike. Thank you, Wheels Mars. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736 and that open line 1300 01170. Julian King, James the Missile Magnuson in the chair today on the Mowers Club for Adam uh, Who, I think he said his last name, and Nick Who. <laughs> uh, very much on, on the Swans train. We've got to catch up with our great friend Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sports betting multi. Gamble responsibly called 1 800 858 858. The boys always call him uh, Sir Lord Tristan. I'm going to call him um, Lord Tristram after that famous racehorse. Hello, mate. <laughs> G'day, boys. How are you going? Yeah, Sir no, any, Tristram. Any of those Sir titles Tristram, are good with Lord. me. Yeah. yeah, Sir Tristram. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I think my dad actually called me that when I was born, but he got the spelling wrong. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Tristram Merlihan here. Yeah. Uh, well done to the Eels last night. Uh, they were outsiders, but uh, thoroughly deserved their win. Tell me, off the back of that, uh, how much has that shaken up the premiership odds? 
Yeah, well, the Eels are obviously in nice and tight after that win. To win the comp now, they are into second favourites. They're $3.30 to win the... Uh, sorry, $3.10 to win the comp. The Panthers still at $1.70 and the Rabbitohs at $6. So that sort of indicates that if the uh, the Panthers play the Eels in the grand final, it'll be about $1.35, $3.10, something like that. So, um, yeah, but they were impressive. It was a really good game of footy and uh, looking forward to tonight's game where the Panthers are $1.36 favourites, the Rabbits three thirty, and eight and a half is the line. I like the eight and a half line. You like that, dude. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think Penrith are going to do a number on them. Oh, I, hard to say. Hard what to about say. across in the AFL, Tristan? Who are we liking? Yeah. The, well, uh, obviously, I mean, Nicky Davis he will be there cheering on the uh, the Swannies. They're twelve and a half point underdogs. There's been a big push for Geelong in the uh, in in the betting during the week. They've firmed up from a dollar fifty five into one fifty, and the line's gone from ten and a half. To 12 and a half, but I think in a grand final, a 270 and plus 12 and a half looks a decent play. Um, mm. We've got 500 markets up on the match. Uh, Norm Smith medals. The 500, 500 did you just say? 500, yes. So the crew's been working very, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paddy Dangerfield, the favourite, he's $7 to win the Norm Smith. Jeremy Cameron, 950. Callum Mills, 10. And Luke Parker, 13. Who's your pick there, boys? Who's going to win the Norm Smith? Luke Parker, uh, yes. 13. You think value and look What about Tommy yep. Papley, mate? Where's, how's he looking? Tommy Papley is at nineteen dollars, so is he? a little bit of value there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we always we always do a little segment later on where you guys have to come up with a bet. So make oh, maybe you can pop this. your uh, your charity bet on the uh, the Norm Smith or something. Uh, can like you that just just sure you got a selection lined up uh, for my sake and for Miss Old's sake? How the boys been going, by the way, bastards? Uh, yeah, they, they've been going right. But al- although your win a, a number of months ago is still the highlight of the uh, of the season. Thank so you, mate. 6,067 <laughs> they've got in the kitty. And I'll see if you I know. I can't even remember what that month. was. I think I, I back a, <laughs> was a back a $7 shot or something in one of the Rose Hill yeah, races. Yeah, you did. It, yeah. it was a... Uh, Jimmy the Bear, I think it was, back in June. Ah, the Bear. was the yeah. other result. So there you go. See well, if you I'm can replicate that. that today. All right. Thank you, mate. Right. Uh, we'll catch yeah. you later on. There, boys. There he is, Tristan Merlihan, home of the Top Sport Betting Multi. And as always, gamble responsibly and download the Top Sport app today. 1-800-858-858. Quick text before we have a look at the week in sport. Morning, lads. Not a Para supporter, but Lane is playing some great footy and should be on Mal's radar. If people have said that, hard to disagree, James. Uh, yeah. Flush with back rowers. I think think he'd be on the radar. Um, They already added Hudson Young, so... He was probably the specky in that position, but we'll wait and see. And uh, Paramat, uh, he's a happy man this morning. Uh, well done to you, Paramat. He simply writes in all caps, Woohoo! Go Eels! Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Of course, uh, uh, thank you, mate. My son's just waltzing in the studio. You've got to be quiet, mate, when we're on air. So uh, during the ad break, we're talking about Roger Federer and, uh, you know, he's still the goat for mine. He's retiring. He's playing his last game at the Labor Cup. Doubles with his friend and rival, Rafael Nadal. And I said, oh, yeah, they, they won the first set. And Gibber said, yeah, I think they won. So I look it up. No, they lost, Gibber. They lost. So they've gone down uh, in the centre court Labor Cup today. Federer and Nadal went down to Jack Sock and Francis Tiafo of the United States. 6-4, six, 6 That's seven, a bit rough from and Sock nine, and Tiafo, isn't well, it? Hang, just hang, give them the you, win. Are you suggesting they should have thrown yep. the match? They should have tanked it. Do you think, if you're Roger, would you want them to tank it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Hang, so if... 
between 42 singles grand slams between them <laughs> against Sock and TF who have got a total of duck egg slams between them. Yeah. And you wanted to go easy on them. Yeah. Well, no. if, if you, if you said this is game. Michael Phelps' last race and uh, – Oh, hang on. So, it's uh, a charity okay. race. Oh, right. oh, no, but it's not a ch- – well, yeah, I suppose it is an exhibition. But okay. Yeah, for exhibition. Phelps' last race, right? And yeah. you're racing him – I know he sort of swims longer, but say you race He does him 100 up. free. He does yeah, 100 yeah, free, do. yeah, right? Yeah. You're not, there's no way you're taking the foot off against Phelps. Well, if Knowing it's... how your competitive juices flow. <laughs> I, I would assume that he would have a little word in the, in the marshalling area and say, come on, mate, like this is, you know – it's not about you. It's a TV spectacle set up. Yeah, I think. Yeah, depends on what's at stake. If it's a if it's a big race, then I bury him. Yeah. But if it's a <laughs> oh, it's if it's a uh, if it's uh, what, what did you call it? Uh, exhibition. Exhibition. Yeah. What, what what was the exhibition for? Just for a retirement party? No, no, no. It's a it? Labor Cup's an annual tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah, Labor um, Cup. Yes. Yeah. But, I think they should have let the Fed win. So it's internationals versus Europe. Well, I think they should have happened that way. Alex Demonor, by the way, beat Andy Murray in the singles earlier. There's in. another one. Should have let Andy Murray win. Why? He's <laughs> <is> wrong here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, severely I'm just feeling nostalgic this uh, morning. Yeah, this, of course, Miss I was big news during the week. Joey Suali, he uh, opted against playing for Australia. The upcoming World Cup has pledged his allegiance to Samoa. Uh, and now it's since been reported too that, uh, and he was pretty good last night, Jeremiah Nanai, considering lining up for Samoa as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit off it. Jules, I'm a bit like off it. it. I'll be honest with you. I originally I was all for strengthening these quote unquote second tier nations, mm. but now I sit there and look at the lineup for Samoa and Tonga, and it's as good, if not better, than the first tier nations. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, is that a bad thing though? It's not a bad no. thing. It's not a bad thing for the international game. But then if if their squads are that strong, bump them up to first-tier nations, and if you play for to- Samoa or Tonga, you can't play Origin. I just – I don't think that two teams can hate each other enough at Origin level if they're not playing uh, for Australia. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you, you're still at pride in your state, and pride is a professional athlete. You want to win it at any cost. I mean, you, you're telling me that – look at the way Jerome Luai stands over players, that just because he's pledged his allegiance to Samoa, that he's, he's not giving his all for that – uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just Jerome Luai. He's a bit of a pest. But... <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, if, if that's the case, so then, then New South Wales are stripped of Luai, uh, To'o. Am oh, I missing a couple here? Crichton. Crichton, Crichton Stephen Crichton, yeah. yeah. Junior Barlow as well. Yeah, yeah. And Queensland are stripped of uh, Papali'i, of Potentially Haas. Potent- oh, sorry, where Haas, are we? Uh, yeah, Papali'i is pledged for Samoa yeah, this World Cup. Uh, yeah. And Nanai's thinking about it. Too, Nanai. So we lose Junior Paulo. Um, oh, I sh- fr- from now on, I'd just like to draw the line in the sand. Like... Where are you born? Where do you pledge your allegiance to? Where do you feel that? Um, where do, where do you feel most strongly about your heritage? And if if that's Samoa, I completely respect that. Even if you're born in Western Sydney, I don't mind. But if you choose to play for the for, for that team internationally, then you can't feel that strongly about New South Wales because New South Wales is first and foremost a part of Australia. Is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't quite agree, Mister. I know. You know. I just. I love to see the international game grow, and if it's at the detriment of state of origin, that's a bummer. But I feel like the international game has suffered for quite a while with Australia, New Zealand being able to cherry pick players from these countries, and 
I think there's an opportunity for rugby league to grow within the Pacific and be the number one sport. Rugby unions nipping at our heels like it always is. Yeah. This is a chance for those teams, like young kids in Samoa, to grow up and be like, all right, I'm going to play rugby It keeps league. them in the game, yeah. It's, it's, you know what it but, is? You're right. It's, it's the sport correcting itself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying do it at the detriment of the sport. I think if this is the way they're going to go, and guys like Suali'i, uh, Payne Haas, Junior Paula, if they're going to declare for Island Nations, that will be to the detriment of, of State of Origin. That's fine. Origin's a separate product. Let's grow the international game, but let's not have a foot in both in both doors. Because if Suali'i's dream was always to play for Samoa, then it can't have been uh, yeah. also to play for New South Wales. It's not possible. No, I think it I is. didn't. I didn't grow up saying my dream is to swim for Australia, but I also dreamed to swim for Norway. It's not that. It's one or the other. What What was your dream? And if your dream was to represent Samoa. I'm completely fine with that. I actually endorse that. I think it's better for the international game that Suali is playing for Samoa. Got- I'm, I'm more interested to see him play for Samoa, but I don't then want to see him come back and play for New South Wales. The same as Radley's dream was obviously to play for England. He said that, so he's not going to come and play but for New South Wales. Was it a dream? Wales. He was in the New South Wales squad, right? It didn't he, in fact, when he was injured, he rang Fred Fritland, go, coach, just let you know I'm, I'm fit and I'm okay to go. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know what, I'm going to honour my dad, which is perfectly fine. That's fine. But if, you, if you're going to pick and choose what your dreams are, you've got to at least stand by um, your choice, I believe. Well, and England squad, have a look at England squad. Have a look at Samoa's squad on paper. Samoa get Samoa pump them. You assume yeah. so. You assume so. Same as Tonga. So why are they? Why are they tier two nations? It's added interest England? to this World Cup, though. Uh, oh, is, this is uh, the best uh, World Cup I can a ever lot more remember. Interest than previously there would have been. In fact, we're catching up with the great Wally Lewis, the king in the next hour of the program. Might ask him about that as well. Yeah. The Queenslander is he okay with playing with and against blokes that said, you know what, I love playing for Queensland or I love playing for New South Wales, but. On an international level, I want to play for Samoa or Tonga or Cook Islands or, or whatever the case may be. Stack of text coming through, 0457 736 736. Of course, Miss O, we'll get the small matter of the AFL Grand Final today. Have you got a got an interest in this one too? Yeah, Swans. You're on. I, I'm a no, I mean man. a uh, monetary interest. Uh, unders on the points. So 164 yeah. and a half points. Yeah. And I've been told the last five Grand Finals consecutively have all been uh, unders. On points, so that's that's my bet for the day for all those out there looking to have a little little punt. Well, I tell you what, looking at the forecast for the rest of Saturday, Melbourne maximum fifteen, possible morning shower. Maximum so fifteen. Yeah, they're turning it on. <laughs> they're absolutely turning it on. Can I just say, I hope it's a better spectacle than yesterday's grand final parade. That was one of the limpest things I've ever seen because normally they do it through the city, but I, I presume it's the COVID protocols. They did it on the uh, the brown brown waters of the Yarra. Can so there you've got a few of the players on a barge and there you need the but you need the the old glasses from a distance. Go, oh, yeah, there's Patrick Dangerfield. It was terrible. So just on that, I'm not really across the 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 AFL ceremonies and stuff. So they're celebrating the teams for making the grand final. Yes. Because usually a parade would be a victory After. parade once you've won, right? Do you they have the do Melbourne it? Cup parade as well, too, you know, to all the horses. France down the street and a couple of the former champions. You could, okay. So this you know, is a Melbourne a thing. Give it. it's, yeah. it's very much a Melbourne thing. So I had the uh, the day of mourning, may she rest in peace, on the Thursday and then yeah. the, the holiday, public holiday in the grand final on the Friday. And then, yeah, so they're loving it. In As an athlete, I could not think of anything I'd less rather do than be paraded in front of fans the day before the biggest event yeah. of your life. And I, you'd be up and on your feet all day. You'd be 
getting hassled for photos and autographs, that is a nightmare of a preparation. You know what they say, though? Those who fake sincerity go the furthest in life, James. (laughs) Just just smile and wave as the queen would do, that lovely little pivot on the wrist. Yeah. That's all you need. It's it's a strange one. Like, we in rugby league, we do a parade if the team wins, right? They go through the main street or whatever of their suburb. Like World Cups, for example. Say a team, like the cricketers win a World Cup, they come back and they'll do it, the old ticker take parade. Yeah. or, Or the Wallabies, for example. But. It's just in the culture down there, though, Jimmy. It's yeah, a bit different. different. And like, yeah, a bit different. Because they've got a public holiday. It's full of it. Everyone goes down and supports the team. Everyone gets a look at the players. And I think Tommy Papley enjoyed his day out. Did he? Uh, yeah, so there was a bit of a contentious call at the end of the game. So I watched on the replay where... Jack Gittiman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, Tom Papley pushed one of the oh, pushed one of the Pies players in the back, then got the ball, took the mark. Yeah. And then so one, I think one of the Collingwood fans had that as like a post or a banner he came to, <laughs> and then so like he's done a little Instagram video, being like, "Yeah, so." Like, <laughs> hey, Graham just writes in the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Missile is one hundred percent correct. Thanks, Graham at the Goldie. Uh, correct about what, Graham? Just, just everything. No, thank you, Graham. Uh, you throw Big everything up in the air. Something's going to land the way you want it. But listen, just before we get to a break, so uh, the grand final parade on the era, very lame. But uh, judging by your sound logic with Vossi this week. Is it advantage swans because it was on the water? Mm, it is. That may be giving a little forecast for my year now today. Okay. Just a little, little one. Little teaser. Little teaser. Hey. Yeah. Little teaser. Now, did you catch this? There's a K-pop band who go by the name of N-Mix. They've caused a bit of a stir down under. Voss, Vossie's all over this. One of them during <laughs> performance was wearing, wait for it, a Queensland State of Origin jersey. You're kidding. Yeah. That is 100% true. Just, I don't know why, I don't know how, uh, but as I understand it, the girl then wearing it broke out in a very uh, sentimental ballad version of I, I, E, P, A, P, I, which uh, brought Trevor, Trevor Gilmister to tears. Yeah, right. Yeah. We saw a, uh, yesterday we were looking at grand final uh, entertainment and uh, look back to the 2012 grand final Bulldogs versus uh, Melbourne. And good Charlotte came out. Yeah. One of the brothers wearing a Bulldogs jersey, of yeah. course, for the grand final. The other brother wearing a South Sydney jersey <laughs> at a Bulldogs Melbourne grand final. The Maddens didn't get the memo. Go yeah. figure. Well, the NRL have named their grand final entertainment. We'll talk about that after. Mate. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Jules and Missile in the chair today. Just a quick update on the AFLW. Thanks to Bing Lee, proud sponsor for the AFLW Swans. Bing Lee. Better living every day. Now, the Swans were back in action yesterday against the Hawks. Both teams yet to register a win. Hawthorne managed to notch their first victory of the year. They held off a late surge from Sydney. Uh, Swans started quick. They kicked four majors in the first 10 minutes. They couldn't go on with it, though. And now attention turns to next Sunday for the Swans, where they will travel to Arden Street to play the mighty North Melbourne Kangaroos. That's thanks to Bingley. Proud sponsors, as I said, of the AFLW Swans. Supporters of women in sport, Bingley. Better living. Every day, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How you going? Going well. Um, Jules, I uh, miss. I just wanted to say, great story yesterday in the budgie smugglers down in the burger cage. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Really appreciate it. I wish I had the rig and the budgie to pull that up. You and me both, Luke. Yeah, no, it was it was quite funny. But, um, and Jules, thanks for the tickets, mate. I won them during the week. In yeah, the caller of the day. My so pleasure. I'm looking forward as a para fan, mate. 
I can't wait to go down and watch these two teams just absolutely bash each other tonight. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, so on that, Luke, <laughs> on that, uh, who would you rather play the grand final, Souths or Penrith? I want to be Penrith, mate. I want to be the best. Yeah, that's the spirit. I'm sick of the lack of credibility that everyone's given Parramatta this year, and I'd really like them to win and have that credibility. You know, they deserve it. They were great. I think there's been a layer of sort of undermining them the whole way through the year, everything they do, you know. But um, listen, just on the, I was really disappointed with the, the Moses when he got held in the tackle and couldn't get back defensively. Yep. And they let that try him. Like, yeah. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, you know, I'm with you. What did you, I, I thought it was 50 50, to be honest. It was one of those line ball ones. <laughs> and, and going back, I thought he probably tripped over his own heels. Well, but, well he wouldn't yeah, have tripped but, if but he, he was wasn't trying being to held. The hand. Mm. Yeah. He, he's trying to get the guy to release him so he can get back to his defensive position. Yeah. Why has the attacking player got a hold of a defender? That's not the way it works. No, it, happen, it happens a lot, though, doesn't it? it happens you know what I thought? In a try-scoring situation, it's got to be squeaky clean. Yeah, what I thought there, Luke, was I thought, here comes the even-up for the, the Mitch Moses yeah. pass. It just had that feel about it. Because <laughs> they went, they went yeah. straight the old, at... The old get square. Yeah, the yeah. get square. They went straight at the gap where Moses was, and that's where they exactly. ended up scoring they, the they try. They wouldn't have gone that way. No. Nah. Exactly. They saw him on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Reese Robson, he had a little look, little looky-loo, doesn't he? Because he yeah. got up there on the short side. On, on the left side of the field, and he just, he looked to the right. And he looked at, like Hector the Road oh, Cat. Looked to the right, looked to the left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. Again, as a as a para fan for the night, I was filthy with that call. So I'm with you, Luke. Yeah. It's, imma- it's immaterial yeah. now, though, Luke. Oh. You're there, mate. You're there. And, and, and look. Oh, mate. Yeah, I, looking forward to it. You know, hopefully, in the house last night. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, like I said, I mean, because I, I live in Parramatta, all the horns and people doing burnouts, and you know, it's the heart of Parramatta. It's beautiful. But, uh, you know, I hope the monkeys off Brad Arthur's back because there was chat last year that, you know, his position as coach was in jeopardy if they didn't get to a prelim, which they didn't. And there's very much a sense of now or never wasn't there. So, it's all right. disappointing talk, you know. Like, he's really improved a lot of players at that club. Like, guys that have come there and just gone to the next level. And you look at the progression of Dylan Brown under his coaching. Like, he's, he's taking that elite step now. Yep, he is. Good on you, Luke, mate. Enjoy the game tonight, won't you? And we'll check in maybe uh, next week. 0457-736-736 is the text line number. Uh, how did Para make the grand final, says Gary from Liverpool. Up and down like a yo-yo, beaten by low tees, beating some high teams at times, battling to make the eight, let alone the four. Unreal. Unreal. They did, mate, because they won the key games, Gazza. Keep those texts coming in. We've got 1,001 736 We've got a break for news on the other side of that. We're going to catch up. With a sixth immortal, a great man, the King Wally Lewis, Saturday morning mowers club with Julian King and James the Missile Magnuson. Thanks to our great friends at Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, second hour of the program, Jules and Missile in the chair today. Uh, we've got 1,001 text messages. They're coming through like a tsunami, James. We'll get to those throughout the course of the show on 0457. 736 736. Not sure how much mowing is going on today. Get it out while there's a little break in the weather, as Jenny Morris would say. Thanks to Toro Mowers, Toro's 100% grass fed mowers lead the charge. In a matter of moments, going to catch up with the King, the great Wally Lewis, and get his take on the prelim finals. And we'll catch up as well with uh, former Wallaby, Stan Sport commentator, and our great mate, Drewy Mitchell. Drewy Mitchell, because we do have, it's almost getting lost, isn't it, in all the prelim talk? Uh, chat about the Wallabies. The All Blacks, the second of the Bledisloe Cup encounters tonight at Eden Park. Might like Gibbo talk to him. He's a local hero in the rugby scene here in Sydney. Oh, Drew Mitchell. No, Gibbo. Oh, Gibbo. Right. Well, <laughs> both of them. They're on par. How did your season a... end up? 
Uh, not great, Missile. Not uh, great. I think we may have... You bastard. Yeah, I think we lost pretty much most games. We won uh, a couple, but it was a rebuilding year. It's like the Bulldogs for the last 15 years. So <laughs> or Parramatta for the last Any big years, signings yeah. in the off-season? Yeah, look... Uh, Do you ever get like an ex-Wallaby or anything kicking around in... No, so we played... I played Dave Hall. He didn't play for the Wallabies, but Dave yeah. Horwitz, who played for the Waratahs, he yeah. plays for Maccabee, which is a Jewish rugby team, and they were preparing for the World Cup. And so on a Wednesday night, they thought, oh, why not? play against Lane Cove. Yeah. So I'm standing there across the field from uh, Dave Horwitz. I got one try assist that night. It was straight into his hands and he ran the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, good. So they got footage of that? Uh, someone would. Some yeah, sort of right. grainy TikTok footage out there who was uh, videoing Subby's rugby. We actually, you, you played a game of AFL the other week. Yeah. I, I came in on the tail end of the Mowers oh. Club and you were saying how you were a certainty for at least two goals that yeah. match. How did that uh, two behinds. Two behinds. Yeah. From two, from two attempts? Or was it oh, a no, couple of complete sort misses? Of snaps. No, uh, they were just like, I got the ball. Everyone kept saying, hand pass, hand pass. I was like, no, mate, I'm kicking a goal. Yeah. So I had one that was really close and it just missed, but it was actually a lot harder than I imagined. <laughs> there you he, go. He's a work in progress yeah, Gibbo. 0457 736 Well done to the Parramatta Eels. 24 points to 20 last night at Queensland Countryback Stadium over the Cowboys. They are through to their first grand final since 2009 in front of 25,372 fans. Well, Miss Isle, when we get to the business end of the NRL season and we're, we're looking for a voice, we, we go straight to the top here on the males. I'm pleased to say the sixth immortal, the king, Wally Lewis, is on the right on the line right now. Morning, Wally. Good morning. Yeah, it's a good morning for for Parabana fans, that's for sure. But oh. uh, here in uh, here in Townsville, boy, uh, it was a, a long night at the office. I think uh, yeah. for for each and every one of them, it was a, a very disappointing display. Electric atmosphere. Parramatta, you mentioned they're through to their first grand final since two thousand and nine, and of course the last time they won a comp, uh, nineteen eighty six. You were in the prime of your career while running around for Winner Manly. That's how long ago it was. But this match last night, it had a real finals intensity about it. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, mate, I'm, uh, I agree with you 100% there. It was played at, uh, at breakneck speed uh, right from kickoff. But it was the way that uh, uh, certainly the, the, the Eels began that match. Uh, the dominance that they displayed uh, throughout the uh, uh, the opening um, 30 or 40 minutes, which was uh, particularly impressive. And I think their coach would be fairly happy with the, the way that they uh, they followed each and every instruction he gave them to. Uh, the Cowboys have been pretty good, particularly on their uh, on their home field um, in the, uh, the matches throughout the course of the season. Uh, but that one was uh, one that uh, they were intending uh, to repeat that, but uh, simply weren't able to do that against a, uh, a, a very well-drilled Parramatta team. Well, the game wasn't without controversy, um, and I'm a bit of a purist and don't want to see any more technology in the game, but after a couple of howlers for forward passes last night, is it time that we look at that? <laughs> we were talking about that for hours last night, hours, how, uh, how three um, on-field officials and uh, you know ones that get advice from, uh, uh, from those up in the box could miss a, um, uh, a forward pass, which... You know, I realise it's it's very tough for the match officials to to pick up ones that uh, that drift forward just a little bit, but um, 
I remember listening to one guy saying last night, he said, uh, what about how far that that pass went forward? I don't go that far for holidays. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so it uh, it was disappointing. And, 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 and I blew up during the, the radio call. Uh, uh, it just screamed out forward and, uh, and everyone agreed. You're right. Um, if we're... Um, if, if we're sort of reaching a level that's acceptable by uh, by by all parties, we've we've got to be able to call that. And somebody said, uh, "Oh, they can't um, they can't accept a call that comes from upstairs if it's forward pass. It's got yeah. to be done um, by the on-field officials." And 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 I get that, but if they're looking, um, you know, for a, uh, for a much better, a much safer, and uh, a much more honest game. They've got to take it from everywhere, and at that one though, it was just ridiculously forward, yeah. and uh, and how it wasn't picked up by by any of the uh, uh, of the referees or touch judges or uh, or off field referees, uh, the match officials, it just left me gobsmacked. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I ran through the team list. I didn't see Tom Brady's name on the Parramatta sheet. <laughs> uh, <there. laughs> but, uh, you know, that had a lot of mistakes, Parramatta, in the first half. But it seemed to me, and this seemed to be almost the pattern of the match, because they, they had the better of most of the stats, North Queensland. But uh, Parramatta just had, I guess, the, the big plays at, at the key moments. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. And, um, you know, big also played a, another role in the, the size and the, and the dominance of, uh, of their forwards. Um, they've had a, a group of guys that um, have relied on on just being very physical um, and, and up front uh, throughout the course of the match, and, and that was uh, certainly the case again. Um, I thought they were absolutely fantastic. It was it was painful to watch um, for the locals. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, for Parramatta, I, uh, I think... Uh, it was no no surprise to see why the, the coach had such a, a broad smile across his face. Um, the way that they affected their game plan was uh, was fantastic, and and uh, they've really got to be given a uh, um, a real chance of being able to secure a grand final win after that display. Um, they're big. Um, somebody was saying that um, you know the, the big blokes up front are all, aren't all that fast. Well. They don't have to be if they produce performances that gain territory and make sure that uh, the boys behind them get an opportunity to be able to launch an attack uh, close range. Well, they are a real chance of securing a premiership. There's not a lot of people that gave them uh, great hope of that, but gee, I I thought the the way that they uh, displayed their physical nature was extremely impressive. If you're Parramatta today, uh, Wally, sitting back watching this this game between Souths and Penrith, what are you hoping for? Just an absolute slugfest, injuries, suspensions. <laughs> you know, back in the day, they used to have it. You'd replay it on the Tuesday if it was a draw at full time. They don't do that anymore, will you? Yeah, I think they'll be looking for all of the above. Uh, they'll be hoping for one of those. Um, it's going to be extremely impressive. You know, I, I probably thought that um, the Rabbitohs always gain um, some respect from uh, from those that are watching the games, and, uh, and certainly it was... Uh, um, a little bit of a surprise that, that, that they got this far, though. Uh, Penrith, um, uh, ten weeks ago, before Cleary's um, off-field indiscretion, on-field indiscretions, um, they uh, they probably uh, were regarded by most as uh, they, they were going to win it by how far uh, they were in total control. Um, but it, it certainly has uh, evened up a little bit. The way that, uh, that the bunnies have, have come back has certainly been uh, really impressive for for a lot of footy fans, and um, they displayed uh, some of the best uh, football of uh, of the season. 
And Latrell Mitchell, when he wants to play footy, um, he makes it very difficult for uh, for the opposing sides, and um, he just adds so much inspiration to his teammates, makes them uh, go out and display the best performances of their career. That's the thing about finals footy, isn't it, Wally? You just sometimes need an X factor, don't you? And you have that in spades with Latrell. I mean, of course, Penrith have it all over the park. Tonight's game as well features the battle of the two New South Wales rakes, Happy Coruscant, Damien Cooker. And I presume they'll be out to impress Mal Meninga, given a, a couple of, your boys, a couple of Queenslanders and Harry Grant and Ben Hunt uh, look to be certainties to go to that World Cup. Yeah, uh, Coruscant is a guy. I don't think he gets the respect, um, you know, that's... Uh, but Stu is a, a, a wonderful player, really quick. Cook, um, he's a guy that uh, I remember disliking when he was um, in, in, a, in a blue jersey. <laughs> Any time that, uh, that he came up, uh, oh boy, he's a, he's a fantastic footy player. He doesn't get the respect that's, uh, that's due to him. He, um, he creates a lot of doubt in the mind of the defenders uh, opposing him. Um, and I look and I point out to a lot of people when you're watching a game like him, the way that he, he tries to... Uh, assess what's going to be uh, coming up in the in the play ahead. Obviously, they've got a, a game plan that they want to stick to, but you can see him every time. Uh, he'll pass a ball. There'll be a, a, one of the forwards hitting it, hitting it up. He'll then, as the the player's about to go to ground, his his vision. You just watch his head go from side to side. He's looking for holes that may be in the opposing defence that he can. Uh, um, make best use of, um, even though it might be the play that they've had uh, in plan. Um, he, he's an extraordinary player and, and one, of the, one of the guys that makes life so much tough, uh, tougher for, uh, for the opposing defensive units. And uh, if, uh, if they're lazy in, uh, in, in one particular area uh, throughout the course of the game, um, it could be uh, a grand final appearance coming up for, uh, for South Sydney, one that not too many people uh, gave them uh, a... a you know, a, a real chance or a, or a likelihood of, of performing it. On the Australian World Cup squad, Wally, uh, we're starting to look a little bit light on in some positions with players putting their hand up to, to represent their heritage through Pacific Island nations. Uh, Campbell Gillard last night, is, is he a lock now for one of those front row positions for Australia? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he, uh, he just did the uh, the job that obviously his, uh, his coach asked and I take a bit of an interest these days in uh, in how the players follow the uh, the instructions from uh, from the coach. It's just to, to go out there and and stick to one area of the field, even if they find that there may be opportunities uh, in different areas where they can uh, they can go out. Um, he just sticks to his position though and makes life very uncomfortable for the opposing defence and and gets the team into into a great uh, spot on the field where. You know the attacking players can make the most of. Um, he's big. Um, I heard some some people screaming, uh, you know, that he's just a, a slow coach on the field. Well, if slow coaches on the field can make that much territory for the uh, uh, for the attacking players on your side, you'd uh, you'd book a whole pile of them. He's uh, he's done a great job, and uh, um, I think that he's you know one of those guys that uh, maybe a uh, wouldn't have been a. Uh, 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 probably common uh, suggestion for, for being in the team at the beginning of the season, but boy, he's there now and it'd be, uh, it really would be a, a quite a surprise if he doesn't get there. Uh, just on this issue of, I guess, players opting to represent their second-tier nations, uh, origin eligibility, Wally, are you happy for second-tier nations to continue to have origin representation or should the arena be reserved for those who, who nominate Australia as their preferred national team? Yeah, that's that's the big point. It's uh, It's you know, a matter of, uh, of what's going on. Um, if they're not able to uh, to represent 
uh, Queensland or New South Wales, um, you, you wouldn't expect that that uh, that'd go ahead. And I think it's that's something that uh, uh, the game has got to got to clear up. Australia's had you know international dominance for uh, for a long, long time. Mm. So if uh, if we can come up with a way that um, uh, those will be um, you know a lot tighter contests at uh, at international level. Um, you know, it's. I think it's for the good of the game. It's it's upsetting a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure how you will uh, will be able to sort of uh, make it quite a comfortable one. But um, if if that's their heritage, um, certainly, you know, I, I know that if I, if I was playing a com- uh, in a, uh, a competition overseas and I had the uh, uh, the chance to be able to uh, to represent my nation, I'd, I'd take that first up. It's an interesting one, Jules. When I was when I was younger and I was swimming. I thought if I don't make it for Australia, I'll go and swim for Norway. For <laughs> <laughs> the Magnuson. But then I could never come back and swim for Australia. But I, I guess I don't quite understand it from my heritage. Like I always put Australia first, Norwegian heritage, a distant, distant second. Um, so I, I struggle with it sometimes because, again, I'm culturally a purist. Culturally very different, though. Yeah, you know, culturally very different. But, again, I'm, I'm a purist for state of origin mm. and, and what I grew up watching and um, you know, Wally was, was one of those guys. So it's, I, I struggle with it a bit at the moment. What, what about, what about you? I'm warming to it for the good of the international game. I'm okay. A, I'm okay with it. I'll probably draw the line at allowing New Zealand as an Englishman. Uh, you don't want to give them a, a leg up. Uh, well, it seems Wayne and the Dolphins have upset a few clubs by, uh, expressing, uh, well, they say they've taken issue with how they've inquired about certain players, you know, Cam Munts, Tyrell Sloan, two such examples. Uh, how are the Dolphins building? You've got the ear to the ground there in Brisbane. Is there a buzz around about the 17th team? And do you think old Uncle Wayne's still got something up his sleeve? Yeah, oh, well, he always does. Uh, Wayne, uh, he'll, be, he'll be out there. And, and really, I mean, he's uh, he's looking to uh, to be able to get players on board that are going to make um, the Dolphins a, 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 a dominant role in the, um, in the rugby league world. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, having experienced uh Time against uh, the Dolphins. Uh, growing up here in Brisbane, they've always been a wonderful club. Um, the famous Dick Tosser Turner, um, a state of origin manager, was a, was a man that um, he was uh, promising years ago that Dolphins would one day come into the, into the competition. And we always thought that Tosser had had a drink on board when he came up with <laughs> with conversations like that. Um, will they be uh, um, a very competitive? Uh, a very competitive nature. Yes, they certainly will be. Um, uh, any team that Bennett has been in control of, uh, we were only talking about this last night, um, when uh, when Bennett went to Canberra, uh, everyone said, oh, geez, why would you go to Canberra? And uh, will they do any better? Well, he got him into a grand final uh, straight away. He came back, went to the Broncos, had a, a wonderfully uh, successful uh, career at the Broncos, and uh, everyone sort of thought, well, uh, is that the end of it? Um, no, it wasn't. Um, and of course, he went to uh, yeah, the Dragons, the Dragons after that, um, and uh, and South Sydney uh, got them to a grand final. So everything he touches turns to gold. He is one of those uh, those coaches um, that has the uh, the plan to make um, the, uh, the the players not just better better footballers, but better people. Um, and and I I sort of admire everything he's uh, he's been involved with. Um, I, I sort of uh, was was pushed out the door at the uh, at the Broncos um, by Bennett, but I I realised you know why he uh, why he had that in mind. Um, he basically just said to me, um, "Your uh, your age isn't getting any lower 
And I said to him, thanks very much for that, Wade. For, uh, it's playing, the same with all like of us, well. <laughs> yeah, like in a, I'm, I'm an apprentice pensioner playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's great. But, uh, mate, I, I've got to say, you know, while, uh, while there's a lot of, uh, of players, me included, that, uh, that got a little bit angry um, with, uh, with his calls, everything, uh, everywhere he's been has been a success. Um, so he does uh, good things, and uh, Bennett has that uh, that plan. I think I may have said it that um, he he not just he doesn't want to turn them into better footballers, but better people. And uh, and and uh, as a former uh, policeman himself, he's uh, he's had a, a pretty strict set of guidelines that uh, that he follows in uh, in the people that he will bring to a club. And um, I, I expect that it will be a success. They're uh, they're a great. It's a great place, Redcliffe. Uh, a beautiful place. Um, um, but we're about to see the, uh, uh, the 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 area now judged on the success of of their footballers. And um, uh, already the, uh, uh, the the players that Bennett has in mind for his uh, for his club and the players that they've already signed uh, seem to indicate that uh, that you know, it might be a, a long tough start. But uh, they certainly will be there at the end. You mentioned the the Broncos there before, Wally. Um, now we've had a little bit of time to digest their season. What what do you make of twenty twenty two for the Brisbane Broncos? Yeah, well, very a disappointing finish. Um, it was a little bit of a wobbly start, but they got going very well. Um, and at one stage they were travelling along. I think they were in second or third place. And, and quite honestly, I was one of the, the many people in Brisbane gobsmacked, thinking, "Gee, I didn't. I thought they might go wrong, but I didn't think they'd go this well." Judgment made at the end of the season. Well, that's that's a little bit different. Um, you know, there was people throwing knives left, right, and centre. Um, uh, the media had, uh, had sort of uh, given the truth, uh, which wasn't accepted uh, by the uh, by the players. Uh, or coach Kevy was uh, Kevy Walters was was feeling a little bit disappointed. So. Um, it's extremely difficult. It will be a, a fairly important beginning to uh, to next year, and we all talk about where they're going to be at the end of the season. That's certainly important. But um, the way that they sort of start off and and get some sort of uh, uh, belief uh, back and uh, some friendship between the players, and uh, I, you know, I'm not close enough to the uh, to the group to understand whether it's right or wrong. But there were suggestions that they weren't a happy unit at all um, when the season finished, and uh, there was a um, a little, you know, some uh, some real. Uh, I better be careful here. Um, <laughs> hatred between some of the players. Um, Jealousy is always going to be a part. But uh, Tom Gamble uh, was a guy that let out a couple of comments, and he's now, uh, you know, Possibly. heading elsewhere. So uh, there won't be any problem um, in house uh, at that stage. But uh, I got to talk to Tom. I quite like him as a bloke. He's, uh, he's, oh, he's oh Tyson, you mean? Well. Uh, sorry, uh, Tom Gamble, Tyson Gamble. Um, he's uh, in a place. Uh, I'm sorry to give you Tom Gamble. That's a bloke I live with. There. <laughs> give him our um, best. <laughs> yeah, Tyson Gamble is uh, is a guy, and I remember when he started off uh, in first grade. There are a lot of people sort of uh, very surprised with uh, what with what he does. Um, the thing I like about uh, uh, Gamble is that he doesn't hold back at all. Um, and I did an interview with him uh, just a few days ago, and Tyson came up with, uh, yeah, he said, I might have made uh, something that, uh, that that wasn't all that smart. I've, I've, I've got to get uh, a little bit more sensible on that area, he said, but, mate, um, 
football-wise, he said, I've got an opportunity now. And he said, it's probably one of my, my last ones, so I want to go out there and to, uh, to have a chance to be able to, uh, to do that. Um, has, has left me inspired, and, uh, and uh, let's see where we go from here. Yeah, well, despite the uh, ending the season at a whimper, there are certainly plenty of green shoots this season for the Brisbane Broncos. Wally, always very generous with your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mowers Club this morning. Uh, just very quickly tonight, Penrith or Souths? Um, I mean, I've, I've probably thought that uh, I was one of the uh, one of the many at the beginning of the year that, uh, or halfway through the year, that thought it said Penrith by uh, by how many? Um, boy, I I I don't know anymore whether that's uh, that's certain. Look, I'll, I'll tip them because of uh, the way that they've uh, they've dictated terms throughout the course of the season. Um, but it's become very apparent in uh, in the in the last couple of weeks that. Uh, um, they certainly will deserve to be Premiership favourites if they can beat South tonight, who were at their best. Thank you so much, King. Enjoy the footy. Good on you, guys. Good to talk to you, as always. Uh, King. Wally Lewis. And you can watch the Panthers Rabbitohs tonight live and free on Channel 9 and 9 now. And after the break, yeah, nah. So anything gets under your skin throughout the week, let us know. The text line number 0457 736 736. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Jules and Missile on the chair today. Gaz sent with gentle effect on the text line. Hi, lads. Could you ask Wally how good was that tackle on Daryl Williams against New Zealand? Yeah, Gaz, he's been asked that a thousand times. That was a hit and a half, though. That was an 89 series. Because remember Brendan Tutor? He just teed up every... I think he smashed Paul Vorden. So Wally, being the captain that he was, said, no, sorry, Chairman, he's poor Daryl Williams is in the firing line. It was uh, the late, great Daryl Lee Slake who called that and how appropriate it was as well. Uh, what about the whinge in Queensland? Uh, Wally Lewis, para one fair and square. <laughs> uh, look, you know, it's, it's okay if he nails his colours with the mast. I know he's a, he's a Broncos man, but he backs the state. This is the thing about Queenslanders, James. Yeah, he was, que- he was clearly um, following... The Cowboys last night, but um, that's what Queenslanders do. That's that's what they do, and that's why, as a New South Welshman, I'm happy that we've got two Sydney teams in the grand final. Okay, okay. About time the Eels benefited from the paralysis by over analysis. Officials missing a couple. Boo hoo, Sook Queenslanders. Yeah, I think everyone's got to get over it in the end. Uh, they weren't. Look, that was pretty bad, but I don't think it was the difference in the game. And uh, hi, fellas. As Gus said, let the ref make the discussion. Too much. Bunker decision, I think you might mean, Gary. Uh, make the decision too much bunker bollocks. And, Jules, you're better than this. That Port Macquarie clown keeps showing up everywhere. Back para last night. Just finished counting all the Pat Cash DK11. Well, that clown that you refer to is my dear friend, James the Missile Magnuson DK11. <laughs> he also backed Parramatta last night. So why don't we just rejoice arm in arm? Let's get the news headlines. Of course, you'll hear the call of that live right here on SEN, uh, South Sydney and Penrith for the right to meet Parramatta in the grand final. I mean, there's, there's right actually called it, Miss Ol, the Festival of the Boot, right? So you've got two rugby league prelims. You've got the AFL grand final. And we've got the great Bledisloe Cup match tonight, the return league at Eden Park, the Hoodoo venue, after Australians were robbed by a referee at Marvel Stadium last Thursday night. I know he hasn't had any sleep. I refer, of course, to our great friend Drew Mitchell, 71 caps for the Wallabies, played six occasions at Eden Park, five against the All Blacks. I know who the other one was. He's on the line right now. G'day, Drewy. No, we lost Drewy. That's right. We'll try and get him back. Who was the other one? It was Wales. Wales? Why Incorrect. were they? 2011. No, was it 2011 World Cup? Uh-oh. Bronze yeah. 
medal playoff? No, it was oh, no, a oh, no, that was the last time they won there. That was my guess. So. It was a Pool A group match uh, in the 2011 World Cup, and it was Australia versus Ireland. So it was uh, 2011 World Cup, but so did he not play the, no, the bronze medal match against Wales? No. That's okay. got dropped. Well, no, I don't think it was at Eden Park, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay, well, he didn't play in that game. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play I'm with a game. couple of history buffs here. Yeah, just do our research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 0457 uh, Parramatta 24 over North Queensland 20 in tonight. Of course, we've got Penrith and South Sydney. Oh, we're just trying to get Drew Mitchell back on the line. Did you see much of this? It was a really good scene at Marvel Stadium last week because what rugby needs in this country, Missile, is a bit of clean air. So no footy Thursday night. You know Melbourneians show up to the opening of an envelope. Packed out. The thing about it is they're probably... I reckon there's a greater percentage of All Blacks fans here. And you, you know, can. you can tell when you watch your All Blacks games at night, the whole stadium looks dark because they're all in black jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see too much of the game. I did. I have watched multiple replays of the penalty kick yeah. um, for touch. I thought it was a bit too long. Is that, Hang a, is on, that a controversial you, are you opinion? Are with this French referee here? No, but I did think in the grand scheme of things, it was a long time to kick for touch. It was tough. But look, the point people are making is, well, firstly, I don't think you could hear, but at that point of the game is what was a, a nitpicking penalty at best. It absolutely ruined the speed. It's hijacked the whole conversation. No one's talking about the fact that it was 39-37, I think, at the end, and the Wallabies came back from 31-30 deficit. Does Bernard Foley take any blame there, do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he does. He does, but... The point is, it was a harsh call. It was, it was a harsh, harsh call. call, yeah. Drew Mitchell, was it a harsh call? Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, look, I thought it was, I mean, there's different sort of ways to look at it, I suppose. I think letter of the law is probably right, but just had no feel for the game, and it was a game that probably deserved to be determined by the players and not a French guy in the middle. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there, was some, there was some great adversities from both teams that they both overcome, like with yellow cards, injuries. Bernard Foley's kick from the touchline to, to even up the score, then Nick White's kick from 50 that put us in front. They're the things that we should have been talking about, but um, sadly, uh, it's about a referee. Well, it is what it is. Only a two-game series, so Australia have to wait another year before they have a chance of, of holding aloft the Bledisloe Cup. Uh, Drew, a stack of changes for both sides. Does, does this square the ledger at all? Yeah, look, it, it probably does a little bit. I mean, obviously, it was such a brutal game in the first one, so there was going to be injuries, plus also uh, the Darcy Swain suspension. So there was some forced changes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you look at the, the All Black side, and they're just not as formidable as they have been previously. So, um, you know, I heard you guys say the, the hoodoo over Eden Park over there. So, look, we, we haven't been able to break the hoodoo of the Blood of the Cup this year, but perhaps we can at least get one, one of those hoodoos and... and uh, win today over there in Auckland. I'm sure there's probably some history behind it, but a two-game series from an onlooker just seems kind of stupid. Is there a reason yeah. why we don't play a third so we could at least still have this series alive? Yeah, look, I, I think there's a few things, mate. I think maybe one, scheduling this year is a bit difficult, like just trying to get another test match in the calendar because uh, obviously both teams are off to their spring tours up north into the UK and Europe um, in, a, in a few weeks as well. Um, but I also saw something um, earlier in the year where like our Rugby Australia just want to play them twice each year and look for, for other test matches and, and not play three games each year against All Blacks, which is, yeah, like you say, it makes no sense if it's a series and only playing um, you know, two games against. It makes it diff- I mean, look, the, the, the proposition for us is still the same. We still have to win two to win the Blood of the Cup, but um, they have to win one just to retain it, which makes it, uh, yeah. I mean... Ideally, you'd love to go to a third game, but um, 
yeah, I don't know. People above my pay grade get to make those. Yeah. <laughs> it's just odd, though, isn't it? I mean, you think about the cricket. I mean, they yeah. never play a three-test Ashes series, would they? They only play five now that the series against India has been bumped to five tests. So it's, it's a similar line of thinking. Uh, Harry Wilson. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah. I think it's also a little bit about the cash. I remember a couple of times when I played throughout my career, we played a four-game series. That was even more difficult. We had to win three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all just about the cash. Yeah. Remember that he used to play, like, you had the one-day finals and they go the, um, you know, the third final, if required. So you didn't have to play it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, uh, the eight, nine, sorry, the six, seven and eight, Valatini, Sabu and and Harry Wilson, who's back in the side. Uh, do, do you like the inclusion of Harry? I know he's got a lot of admirers. Yeah, look, I, I really like Harry. He's sort of been knocking on the door for a while now. He burst onto the scene, international scene last year and went really well, but he's kind of been a little bit overlooked so far this year from, from Dave Rennie, but He'd, um, he'd be really keen to kind of get out there. He's been playing a fair bit of cop footy for brothers up there in Queensland. Um, but, I mean, I, I just like what he brings. He's got a really strong running game. His uh, he's, he's like, work rate is, is quite quite huge. So uh, last week we went with the, with the big fellas and, and Leota, Samu and Valentino. I thought Samu was really strong in the, in the first game. Um, but, yeah, just brings a, a slightly different dynamic with his ball carrying uh, in, into into this game uh, to, or this afternoon tonight. So... I do like the look of it. Uh, just on Bernard Foley, what did you make of his game last week, Drew? And, and a lot of people were saying, you know, Bernard's been a great servant of the game, but was it, a, I guess, a retrograde step to, to bring him back in? But, but Dave Rennie was very impressed with his performance. Yeah, look, I thought he was tremendous. He hadn't played any footy for, for six months, let alone international footy for over three years. So to come in and, and put in the performance he did, look, there's definitely things for him to work on. Obviously, maybe just hurry up and, and kick the ball at one point. <laughs> um, oh, <God. laughs> no, I, I spoke to him afterwards. He's obviously pretty shattered, but he just really enjoyed being out there and uh, you know in that arena again. And and I think one thing that Dave Rennie's kind of pretty much showed his hand is that he wants an experienced ten. Like he picked Quaid, and then when he wasn't available, he picked James O'Connor. And then the moment Bernard Foley's available, he's, he's gone with with him in in a, the ten jersey. So. He just wants an older head, I think, that's just to steer the team around and put their, put them in the right areas of the field and have their fingerprints on, on everything the Wallabies do. And, yeah, you know, I thought I thought Bernard was really uh, really impressive last week. And I'd imagine he'd just get a lot of confidence from that and probably seem even a little bit more influential uh, tonight. Will we finally get to see uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek for the All Blacks in action against the Wallabies tonight? Yeah, mate, I think so. I think, uh, you know, if you look at it, they're obviously pretty keen to have him involved in next year's World Cup, but they kind of need to start giving him a few uh, few more runs just to see what he's like and, and also just give him some time in, in, in the saddle as well. Um, well, losing two of their tools, Havili and, and Quint Tupai last week, obviously gives him an opportunity uh, tonight off the bench. Geordie Barrett, I don't know if he's the answer at 12, but um, hopefully, hopefully it's not for the Wallabies' sake, but also for us to get the opportunity to see Roger pretty early in the game, hopefully, and just uh, and see him in that arena. I mean, he's someone that we, we know has got so much talent and ability. He's also just been learning his craft uh, through Super Rugby, but also in the NPC. So just uh, probably like Harry Wilson, I'd imagine, both those guys are really keen to get out there and just, uh, you know, just test themselves in that arena. Drew, every time the Wallabies play the All Blacks at Eden Park, I mean, these bloody hoodie words get brought up, you know, 86. And <laughs> yeah. like, does it get talked about in camp at all? The, the no, fact they no, haven't won there really. for a while? I mean, obviously we're, we're aware of it. Um, but, look, it's it's nothing about the stadium. Like, the stadium, like, there's nothing 
in particular about the stadium that makes it more difficult. The thing that makes it difficult is the team that you're up against. They just happen to be yeah. a pretty handy football team. So, um, look, I think culturally, like it's the sort of this, the the home of rugby for them. Um, I don't know they just they seem to sort of lift a, a little bit more so there than they have you know like in when they play in Wellington or Hamilton. But um, yeah, look, it's it's nothing more than just going out there. And I think once once we get one, I think uh, you know it definitely won't take as long to get a second one over there. So. It's um it's one of those ones you know we see it in sport where unfortunately it's one that goes against us and it has gone against us for a very long time um, but it only takes that one win and all of a sudden that 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 confidence and and belief is uh, is justified and and yeah I don't I don't think the second one will, will take as long as the first. Got a tip off you for tonight, Drew. How's it going to end up? Look, I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be um, plenty plenty of I like the first game. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. But, um, look, I'm never going to go against the wall of his soul. I'll have them winning in a tight one. Just take it easy today, Drew, during all these football games. <laughs> Sounds like you've had a big night, so rest up and recuperate. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually all right, but I'm, I do have to have maybe a little bit of a you know, warm tea and, a, and some honey or something for the voice. It's got to warm up, warm up the vocal cords. <laughs> yes, in readiness for a lot of screaming at the screen. Thank you, mate. Uh, always good to chat. <laughs> no worries, and, uh, thanks, mate. Enjoy the game. There is Drew Mitchell, a great fella. And you catch the, lug- the rugby live and ad free on Stan Sport from 4.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. I think kickoff just after 5 o'clock Australian Eastern Time. And live as well on 9 Gem from 4.30 p.m. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Anything get under your skin throughout the week? Let us know, 0457 736 736. I'll tell you what yeah, nah is. You see a lot in the Grand Final Day Parade. You know how you get... Miss old random Souths guy. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if you go to a live game of footy and your team's not playing, you don't wear your jersey. You pack it away. Interesting. So grand final day uh, parade in the AFL yesterday. It's along in Sydney, and people are like wearing Richmond shirts, Essendon shirts, Hawthorne shirts, although you'd be a brave person to be one of those in public <laughs> at the moment. And, and, you know, say, for example, you've got Parramatta in North Queensland last night, and there's some gibber there. And, and I know Souths are still alive, but say you had somebody wearing a Broncos jersey. Now. Sorry. Yeah, no, nah. no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it's kind of pointless, isn't it? My first one for you, Jules, and sorry for listeners that were listening to the drive home last night, but I'm going to double up. Double demerits from Thursday to Sunday for a one-day public holiday here in New South Wales. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Killer. It started what? It started midnight. Midnight Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so all of Thursday which is the public, all of Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Just so normal they say days it's like it's a long weekend, even though the Friday technically wasn't a, a day off. So. Leave me right That's, out of that. That is, a, that is a rort, right? Yeah. I wonder how much cash I'll... Do you get nervous on double points? Like, do you sort of realise you're going 65 to 60 zone, you look down at the speedo, and just, yeah. sort of just ease up a little bit? Definitely. And they have the signs everywhere, you know, double demerits yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this weekend. It's you just, will be caught. Don't yeah. touch your phone. Boys, can I ask, you know, it's double demerits and you guys, I'm assuming, park in the work, car park downstairs. Now, there's there's pretty much like a little honeypot right as you come out of the car park because it's a one-way lane, so you have to turn right. But where the honeypot is, two metres to the left, you can go to, to the quick way. 
and loop around onto the expressway. And you go straight to the expressway. Yeah. So instead of wasting about five minutes driving yeah. through North Sydney, Three you've got the lot. little bang, bang, two yeah. minutes straight onto the freeway. I'm 15 minutes closer to home. Yeah. yeah. And on double demerits, are you still going to run that risk? Yeah, I, I did last night. <laughs> yeah, so it depends. Went... It depends when I'm here. So if it's the morning show and I'm leaving at nine o'clock when it's busy, I don't nah, do it. But if it's that. a Saturday or Sunday, yeah, it's very tempting. I, I, I confess. So, so when I finish at high ground late at night, I do it. It's no cars until one night the um, the street sweeper came through. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Security. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was just uh, bad luck. But this this jersey thing, it's going. On, it is a massive bugbear of mine. Yeah. I don't understand why people do it. I, yeah, okay, you take pride in your club, but I would never – I'm a Mad Dragons fan, and you're a Bulldogs fan. Mm. If you went to the game tonight, Penrith South Sydney, there's no way you'd wear your Bulldogs no. shirt. Yeah. No way. No. What about if your team is in said grand final but in the Already. lower grade? So say the yes. Roosters. Oh, yeah, 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 doable. Doable? Yeah. Doable. But, yeah, okay. doable. All right, actually, okay, so further than that, just general in general public, Blokes wearing like footy jerseys and basketball shirts, <laughs> <laughs> especially basketball shirts, right? Because most of them don't have most of them don't have the guns to pull it off, and they walk, you know, like a LeBron James shirt or a well, know, Steph Curry shirt or something. We like went that, through right? a phase in popular culture, I guess, where basketball jerseys were the thing. But pair the basketball jersey with a baseball cap or a flat cap or a trucker cap. Mm. The year now I've got is when someone would wear like a. Miami jersey and an LA cap. So yeah, you clearly right. don't support either team, but you're doubling up on merch. That's it, yeah, nah. What about if you're wearing a Nike hoodie, but then added us? Yeah, I don't like that either. No, no. My missus does that. I, I, yeah. I match up. If I'm going <clears throat> Nike jumper, then I've got to go Nike track pants. Mm. doesn't have to be a matching set. And I'll go one step further and go shoes and socks as well. Socks too. That's yeah. sponsored. Sponsored areas though. Mm, not quite because I just don't like, like if I, if I wear Nike shoes, I'll never wear Adidas socks with Nike shoes because nah. then you got the three stripe yeah. into the tick. Yeah. I, I hate the look of it. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. And it, it's like, so club cricket and our great mate Sock is, is running around for Manly today and, and Copes as well. Uh, those that play like park cricket, right? So you don't get paid. And park cricket, I'm talking about blokes that are going to umpire and drink VBs on the pitch. But those that play park cricket and that deck themselves out like they're a pro, like oh, yeah, all yeah. grey nickels gear, the bat, the gloves, yeah, yeah. the pads, the helmet, yeah. the pants, the shirt. Yeah. yeah. We have a big thing in swimming. We call, we call them full kit wankers. <laughs> uh, That's the one. When they turn up. So you, you've represented Australia. You've been to Australia. You come back to your local club to train or whatever. And you come into training, Australian cap, Australian swimmers, Australian towel, Australian backpack. It's, it's a sin. It's a sin. <laughs> yeah, and our, the, you know the, the sad thing is? Most of my Australian gear has never been worn more than once because I don't want to be a full kit wanker. Our mate Sam Perry from the Great Cricketer talks about that. You know, those that say you're an Australian player and you go back to play for Randy Peets or something and you wear yeah. your Aussie cap, yeah, right at you. Can't do it. It, it even happens great. in, like, local subbies footy. Like, you get guys who played maybe one game for Gordon or grade for Warringah. And yeah. It's like they're running around playing against them and they're wearing their Warringah shorts. And it's like, mate, look, uh, this Div 6 subbies. Yeah. You're, a long way, you're a long way from Rat Park yeah. now, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full kit wank. All right. I got another yeah now nah for yeah. you, boys. The mascots in today's grand final. Mm. Have you ever had two teams playing where it's a cat versus swan? When picking your team mascot, what were they thinking when they went for a cat? And what were they thinking when they went for a swan? Quite beta animals. What's wrong with if cat? You ask me. Yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. I Small mean, cat? well, we've got... 
What about Lions, feral, feral cats? Or tigers. Panthers. We could go a leopard. We could Jaguars. Have gone a, yeah. Snow leopards. But they've just gone, a, I think they've gone a house cat. Right. I've saw like a I moggy saw, or something. But yeah, yeah, well, I saw a bloke who's dressed up as the Geelong cat. He calls himself the Geelong cat. Mm. He was just an ordinary house cat. Listen, like, I got scratched by my neighbor's cat, so. Nah. <laughs> well, this is, and this is probably, this is for all those out there that want to have a punt on today's show and go purely for omen. I do this sometimes. What wins in a fight between a house cat and a swan? You know when you're at the, the park yeah. or something, a swan can, can chase a person? I think it's the house cat. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Nick Del Santo going to join us for an AFL chat in the next hour of the program. Uh, Dunny says missiles on the hooch again. Uh, well, it could be in relation to many, many comments that he's made on the program today. <laughs> SSE, uh, me thinks he boys are carrying on like Karen's or the male are Equivalent basketball singlets are still okay. A Brooklyn Nets or Manly Seagulls singlet on the morning run is surely okay. No, it's a hard pass from me, SSE. A Manly Seagull? Oh, a singlet, not like a basketball jersey. Yeah. Would Manly do a basketball jersey? No, no, like a Manly Seagull. Like a Brooklyn yeah, Nets yeah, singlet like, or a Manly. No. I like the training singlets. Um, yeah, but you're, you're, you're ripped, mate. Yeah, you can pull it off. I don't know about right. the Brooklyn us, us mere mortals. 100% missile out of our shoes and socks, says Serbian Seagull. Good on you, mate. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Chat a bit of AFL Grand Four. We might even ask Nick Del Sando the hard-hitting questions. Who would win in a fight out of a house cat and a swan? Jules and the missile on the chair for Nick Davis and Adam Peacock. One hour to go on the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Stick around. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, Sean O'Sullivan, Jamin Salmon off the bench today, a.k.a. Jules in the Missile. 0457 736 736, the Saturday Mowers Club. Great to have your company wherever you're tuned in. SEN 1170 Sydney, SENQ 693 in Bridge Vegas, 1620 in the Gold Coast. And via the SEN app shortly, Miss I, we're going to head down to the MCG and get a bit of Atmos and all the latest from our friend Nick Del Santo. He's calling the game, the grand finals today for AFL Nation between the Cats and the Swans. And Tristan Merlihan will be along again from Top Sport to go through all the markets in the footy and the racing. Now, we did run this up the flagpole just before the news about a cat. You think it's a humble house cat? That just a normal, yeah, just a right. normal ass house cat. So, so if you had a normal ass house cat versus a, a swan. And you say, you pit them, say you chuck them in an octagon, right? Yeah. Uh, who's coming out victorious? Yeah. Well, I don't like to guess, Jules. I'm not a, I'm not no, a guessword you're, guy. You're, you're so with so your I research. researched. You I've just researched on YouTube and I've seen a swan defeat both a cat yes. and a dog. And a dog? What yes. type? Are we talking Great Dane or Chihuahua? Like, Medium-sized dog, like beagle-sized looking dog. Okay. Um, and the swan... Was vicious. It's a mean bar. So it just yeah. comes in with a beak and bang. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. So I'm thinking that's that's enough of an omen for me. I think that's the Swans enough. win. I think okay. they win well. Well, Mel's on the text line says you've got no idea. Well, I think missiles agreeing with you, Mel. A pissed off Swan would flog a cat. You'll see. Uh, what? You'll see. Come oh, Chinese yeah. dentist. Okay, two thirty. Two thirty. <laughs> okay, yeah. Times the old dentist report. Thank you. <laughs> so Swan v cat. Can you refute missiles? Uh, well thought out research there. So do you think a cat? Could be to swat again. It depends. Like I reckon, some of those feral cats are pretty nasty. Yeah. But you're saying it doesn't 
count. Like that's disqualified because that's not what Geelong's. No, they're, yeah, they're just a house cat. And let, let me double up on omenry here for you, Jules. Yeah. Uh, a panther versus a rabbit. Oof, that's not a very close battle. Yeah, but, you know, rabbits are pretty nimble, right? So they could sort of go left, right. You know when they say you, you run away from a crocodile, so run in a zigzag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Line. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe rabbits are nimble enough they can sort of duck under a tree root or something and get away from, from the panther. Yeah, I but it couldn't, it couldn't in turn beat it like kill a panther. Mm. A rabbit couldn't kill a panther. So I think in terms of omens today, the betting for mine, it's pretty, well, it's pretty easy. Self-explanatory. It does remind me of that joke about the big dog in a fight against the little dog and the little dog won because the big dog choked on it. <laughs> yeah. So you never, never know. 0457 736 736. All right, let's head down to Melbourne. Uh, atmosphere is electric on a, a beautiful Melbourne day, rainy and 15 degrees. Nick Talsando, former Saint and Kangaroos, calling the game for us thanks to AFL Nation is on the line right now. Morning, Nick. Morning, boys. How are we all? Going very well. Okay, so if you had the... Is, is the Geelong cat just a, a, a generic house cat, or do you think it's something more fierce than that? <laughs> yeah. Well, just listening to you two guys talk about trying to catch things, I quickly thought, what's easier to catch? Would it be a cat or a swan? And I'm not sure of my answer just yet, but no, these cats aren't your regulation house cat. They're also not your wild variety. They're somewhere probably in between because they're very tamed, yeah. but they're also very talented. It's going to be a great day of football today. I like the segue there, Nick. <laughs> tell, tell me, for for those of us in Sydney, um, we're obviously all supporting the Swans, but who yep. are the local Melbournians supporting that don't have uh, a team in the fight? It's very conflicting here at the moment. So from my census and speaking to people, including just casual friends in the streets, I, I feel like it's probably Sydney. Now, the story behind this is, and this is probably nothing sort of against Geelong specifically, but Geelong have been really good for about 20 years, played in a lot of finals. And to give you an example of how much finals they've played, Geelong's captain, Joel Selwood, who's one of the all-time greats, has already won three premierships in his career. He's about to play his 40th final. So that's the most of all time. And if he wins today, that'll be his 22nd win in finals ever, which is equal to St Kilda in their club's history. And they're coming up to 150 oh years. That's how, good this, embarrassing. that's how good this... It is. That's how good this team has been. So... <laughs> The general feel is we're all sick of Geelong being so good. They are defying the system of being good for a little while and then dropping right off and bottoming out. But I think that there's a couple of stories. So Patrick Dangerfield, who's been at the Cats for a handful of years, has been a superstar of the competition. He hasn't won a premiership. So there's this feeling of people would love Patrick Dangerfield to get that. But also Buddy Franklin gets one more year. He's just re-signed. So I feel like there's sort of conflicting stories. I think I want Sydney to win is my general take for no particular reason, though. Is that hard, particularly hard to do in the AFL to stay at the top for so long, given there's a draft system and there should be yep. more of a turnover of players? Yeah, absolutely. It's and, and this is a credit to their footy club, all of them, for a long period of time. And it actually defies you know, logic, but it actually defies why this draft has been brought in, equalisation, but they've had a brewing ability to retain players, but also acquire players and draw players to their football clubs. So they're down the highway from Melbourne an hour or so, and they've changed the narrative about their club. No longer are they the team just out of Melbourne. It's they're the team out of Melbourne that wants to be out of there. So anybody that wants a little bit of space or wants to live near the ocean and wants loves fishing, they've drawn all these guys back down mm. to you know that area of Victoria, and they've done a brilliant job at it. But leadership, um, high performance, coaches, players have just been exceptional for a long time.
The last time these two teams met, I think, was back in March. Nick, do you take much out of that, or yeah. has there been too much water under the bridge since then? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was round two, so that was the game where Buddy kicked his 1,000 goal at the SCG. So I think that's probably a little bit too far back to try and draw some comparisons. And going inside football clubs, they probably look back probably a month when they're preparing to play an opponent. This is every every round of the year. They probably give themselves a month of data to probably analyse trends and styles. So you look back to that game, probably not a true reflection of what we'll see today. There's no doubt in my mind both teams have drastically improved. Um, Geelong have won 15 in a row coming into today. The Sydney Swans have won nine in a row. So they've evolved over this year. So there's bits of it that they take, you know, in regards to matchups. You've also just got to play today on its merits. They said they match up pretty well, don't they? Geelong is such a great team in transition. I mean, the Swans have got that speed, you know, use Warner and Papley. It's going to be fascinating. And I'm just having a look at this stat in front of me. The two highest scoring first quarter teams in the league. Mm. Yeah, I was having a look at some numbers during the week and, you know, you read the stat line on Geelong, for example, and they're number one in this state and number two and that. You're like, wow, you know, they're really good in offence and defence. And then you look at the Sydney Swans and they were the alternating numbers. They were one in two and basically all of those stats. What both teams do really well, guys, is they defend really strongly. Geelong have got a brilliant system of team defence and being able to control the amount of inside 50s that the opposition have. And then when they get there, don't give them very good, you know, possibilities to have shots at goal. And then on the flip side, the Sydney Swans have got this blood culture, which they've grown and it's becoming legendary about what they're able to do. And it's got more about just grit and just desire to compete, but it doesn't make one of them right and one of them wrong. They both do it their way and it's been really effective this year. Sam Reid, uh, it's now looking likely that he will play with that adductor injury. He got through training okay. I mean, how important is he to, to Sydney? And yeah, do, you, do you risk him if he's not 100%? Uh, I, I, not, well, the, the facts are I don't think many of them are 100%. Now, clearly, Reid is... You know, drastically below that, given the concern from last year, uh, sorry, last week, whether they're able to give it some local painkilling just to minimise the effects for a couple of hours, quite possibly. I, I think he's a critical piece. Now, he's not their best player, but what he does structurally is allow other players to be the best player on the ground. He can support in the ruck if he has to. He can be that tall forward. We've seen him go behind the football when the Sydney Swans have been under pressure. So I think all of those pieces allow other players around him to be better. Um, if he's not somewhere near, let's say, 100%, and we know that he's not, you, you just need to have confidence that he's not that he'll be able to at least get, let's say, half a game. Because of the medical sub, he needs to be able to fulfil the role for at least an hour out of the, uh, the two-hour game today would be my take. If you're going to take a risk, make it as minimal as possible. Lance Franklin, you know, it's... He signed that, that monster nine-year deal, extended for one more. A lot of people at the time said, yeah. you're mad. But, you know, as far as, I guess, signings go and commitments go, this is one that's paid off. Even though yeah, basically the only thing he hasn't done is won a flag with Sydney. Yeah, it's really difficult to measure. And, you know, there's a bit of that that you'd love it to sort of pay off today. That at the end of that initial nine-year contract, which sounded ludicrous at the time, but... I love the bravery of the Sydney Swans to go for it as well. They pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. They said, no, nah, we're going to you know, pay overs at that stage. Now it doesn't sound like a ridiculous you know, fee to, to be paying somebody given the modern pay packets. But I think it's been successful no matter what happens today. And maybe I'm measuring it not only on premierships, but the success of the footy club. You know, Football clubs are businesses as well. And there's a big piece of financial um, sustainability that's in there. And Bud's been a massive piece of that in, you know, in a Sydney market. So 
I think it's been a great move, whatever happens today. But there is a piece of me that would love him to win it anyway. We talked in the last hour, Nick, about, and I saw a lot of this at the grand final day parade yesterday, which is a bit weird, actually, on the Yarra, because everyone's at a distance. It just felt very lame yep. to me. But yep. where do you stand on supporters wearing shirts and, and jumpers and jerseys when their team's not playing? See, I think it's a no-no, <laughs> right? So Sydney and Geelong, happy to see yeah. the shirts. But if you're like a, a yep. Bombers fan, no, nah, sorry, champ. Pack it away till next year. It is a strange one. It's funny you mention that. I was at the MCG yesterday in the gardens and they had the footy festival. So there was you know, kids and parents. It was just a great vibe. It was a lovely day. And, you know, keep in mind, we haven't had a grand final in Melbourne for you know, a handful of years. So mm. it was just a great energy in the city once again. September's a great time to be in Melbourne. The weather's just started to change as well. So, but I am with you. I did have that moment a couple of times and I was doing a bit of work with um, a guy called Zach Merritt, who's a star at Essendon. Yeah. And there was... I was going to say hundreds. There wasn't hundreds. There was 20 to 30 people, adults and kids, all in Essendon jumpers. And you sort of have that moment by saying, hey, just to remind you friendly, just a friendly reminder for the particular the youngsters, Bombers haven't played finals coming up in 20 years. So just yeah. hold that jumper off in September. It doesn't quite make sense yet. Yeah, maybe they'll tune the AFLW team, who then went down to their arch yeah. rivals calling yeah, <laughs> quite yeah, possibly. They, they're just Essendon supporters in general. They yes. don't support the men or women, just the team. Uh Tip for the match, Nick, uh, and also a Norm Smith for any of those out there wanting to have a bit of a punt on the game today. Absolutely. I think you could honestly justify either team, and if you present your case well enough, you could absolutely be correct. I think both teams have, when you say equal opportunity, I don't see a clear standout in today's game. I'm going to go with Geelong by about 10 points. I see it being really close. And my Norm Smith medalist is, I'm going to go with Cam Guthrie, who's a very, very good midfielder. He's been an All-Australian uh, last year or the year before. And he just flies under the radar. So there's so much attention on the big boys and the superstars. But I just think he'll slip under the radar and get a heap of the footy. So Geelong by 10, Cam Guthrie for Norm Smith. And sorry, did, did we get a, a, a determination cage match, Swan v Cat? Uh, who'd win that? Uh, if if the swan's not allowed to fly off and they can't swim, I think the cat gets it done. Ooh. See, see, James did yeah. some research, uh, checked out yeah. a YouTube clip. He was an authority in all things uh, animal fighting. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and he saw a swan take down a cat and a dog. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was okay. a big-ass swan. Was it comprehensive? I wasn't aware that a swan... Yeah, yeah, the cat bolted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it couldn't handle the heat. Mm. Righto. Yeah, righto. so that's Packed what I'm saying. Dangerfield bolts can't handle the heat from Buddy. <laughs> Swans win. Righto. Well, Gar- Gary Rowan's got a bit of both in him, as, as does Tom Harley for that matter. So it's uh, a struck that's match great. between them. Uh, Nick, thank you, mate. Uh, enjoy the call. Enjoy the match. Enjoy the atmosphere. And we'll speak soon. Appreciate it, guys. Love chatting to you. Yeah, pleasure. There he is, Nick Del Santo. Uh, 322 AFL games, 260 at the Saints, 62 at North Melbourne. What about Joel Selwood's play more than the Oh, wait, so he played for St Kilda. Yeah, 260 for the Mighty Saints, <laughs> 62 coach as well. for the Kangaroos. The yeah, he did. Three All Australian senior coach. Yeah, St Kilda. Uh, could have, side. Couldn't prep me up for that before I basically said they were pathetic. <laughs> oh, that's uh, all right, mate. That's, that's what it's uh, for. Yeah. Uh, a chicken has a red hot go too, Missile. This is from Serbian Seagull, Geelong by 1,000. A chicken has a red hot go too. So, I mean, like, so. On top of a swan being an aggressive bird. A chicken is an aggressive bird. Yeah. You ever been to a park and been chased by a swan? Not a swan, no. Uh, you know what's magpie season? Those plovers are pretty nasty as well. See, that's a, that's so, not a bit, yeah. I, I just think if the AFL had its time again, you wouldn't call a team the cats. Because again, like, oh, who are we playing? The cats. They're cats. And you wouldn't call a team the swans because, I don't know, 
swans is kind of boring. I, I want to go for aggressive animals. Okay. Like, why did we so, never so end up with a team called the dingoes or the emus? It's a very good point. Or um, the wombats. Where do you stand on Tasmania's basketball team, the jack jumpers? It's, it's an angry ant, essentially. A jack jumper, an ant. Yeah, it's an ant. You don't like it. No, All right, further to like that, what about things team. that you can't, that aren't animals, like a, you know, Melbourne Storm? Yeah. Or, you know, teams now like the, like the Spirit or some nonsense like that, you know. Rubbish. Miami Heat uh, as Miami well. Heat. So Miami Heat. Brisbane Heat. Rubbish. You know, what's a sixer? Sydney Sixer. Or a Sydney Thunder or a Scorcher. Yeah. Yeah, don't like it. Well, what I'm seeing is there's basically a bunch of incompetent people in marketing teams around the world much, yeah. that are coming out with these pathetic team names. Okay. So what like, would well, you... we should be should have native animals. Emus, echidnas, goannas. What about cassowaries? the most fierce bird on the planet. The They're Collingwood cassowaries. The Collingwood cassowaries. Yeah. yeah. Now Love you know it. it rolls off the tongue. It? <laughs> yeah. The Collingwood cassowaries. I'm telling you, we are underutilized here at SEN Jules. We should be on some sort of committee that would come up with names for teams. Yeah, we've got a workshop. The Jack Jumpers. Team. Who came up with that? It doesn't even know. rhyme with Hobart. Does it have to, does it? Well, I'm not sure there's many animals that rhyme with Hobart. The Canterbury Bulldogs. I think it's better if they do. Hobart, Hurricanes is the cricket team. That doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, a lot sense. of weather themed. We don't even get of... hurricanes in Australia. No, do we? it should be the Hobart Cyclones. But yeah. even there, you know, it's, it's the bottom end of the country. You only get cyclones at the top end of the country, right? They have really Seriously. not thought this what is, No. What's going on? Texas in if you've got a better name for Hobart, because for a starter, that's pathetic. Stitches? What? Stitches? Why? Because well, don't they all have stitches on their shoulder? Where they remove the second head. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I thought because they, they weren't fits and they got a stitch for that right. How does that work? Hello to all our ASEAN Tasmanian listeners. They went purple, right, because of, because of Cadbury? Um, is, is that the link? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, right. Cadbury's oh, that's good. down there as well. Yeah, that's are. good. That's yeah, really that good. Sense. So yeah, the, Hobart, yeah. the Hobart chocolates or something, I don't know. The, What's the Western the Sydney Hobart glass and a half. team? Thunder. Yeah, Sydney Thunder. Why did Another they go all weather like? for the cricket? That is lame. Brisbane like, Heat. Yeah, Strikers. Perth, Perth Scorchers. Ah, this Very is pathetic. We'll have theme. to talk to Steve O'Keefe about this because, seriously, that is pathetic team names. Well, just on that, um, did you see New South Wales get up in the Marsh Cup yesterday? They have the light blue top and the dark blue pants. Oh, it looks like a club team running around in Dark blue Street. pants? Yeah, I don't like it. Mm. I don't. He thinks it looks sharp. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like that either. It's got to be all the same colour. Elabana Eel. Boys, ask Wally, did Gomesall miss any Queensland four passes in his time? I reckon he did, Elabana Eel. The, the famous story is that Barry Gomesall, in the middle of refereeing an origin game, referred to Queensland as we. You're kidding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what's got, yeah, we have the feed. Hang on, mate. Uh, may you rest in peace. Morning, Kiggy, Maggie, Gibbo, and Junior Kiggy. Oh, yeah, my little man. Um, it's just, I forgot that he was Remember here. Remember that guy? Next no, thing I... you know, I've taken off on the expressway after an illegal there he is, left-hand just turn. scaling the seventh story of the building. <laughs> it's very, um, very quiet, and I've left my kid He's out there all going through all people's office stuff as well, He Jules, does that. Yeah. I told him to, to get some staples and some staplers and just raid the He better watch out what he finds in the top drawer of uh, Fletcher's... Oh. Fletcher's uh, yeah, not the, uh, oh, the not the bottom two- drawer. Not the bottom drawer. <laughs> the stud 2000. Uh, surely the Tasmanian team uh, coming to the AFL will be the Devils. Yeah, it's been done, though, hasn't it? You know, the Tassie Tigers is the cricket team. I prefer the Hobart Jack Jumpers than the Sister Jumpers, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I started it. I started it. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Anyway, Cousin Jumpers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, what did they say? How do you know the toothbrush was invented in Tasmania? Anywhere else, they would have called it a teeth brush. 
Uh, yes, Giver. Uh, Robbie Williams is the headline act for the AFL Grand Final. We go, mm. It's reasonably international. I think it's the most overrated artist in history. Oh. Um, <laughs> NRL Grand Final. Jimmy Barnes will headline the entertainment as part of an ensemble of acts showcasing top Australian artists. The pregame show will include Barnsey, Diesel, special guest Josh Teske, I don't know Josh Teske, along with award-winning Indigenous singer-songwriter Emma Donovan. Breakout Eurovision star Sheldon Riley will provide a cool stadium with a cinematic performance while Australian hip-hop legends Bliss and Esso featuring Joy will perform their hit moments, paying tribute to the game's retiring players. Is that apples and oranges there? Look, I love Barnsley, I love Diesel, but do you think we sort of feel like we've been down this road before? Yeah, boring. Yeah, Snorfest. Yeah. Snorfest? Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that exciting. Um, I think you got to go international for the grand final. Like uh, Macklemore or... Macklemore is pretty big. Yeah. Um, One Republic. Is it One Republic? Do we have One Republic? Yeah, we did. Good Charlotte. Back. Good Charlotte was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With South Sydney. Billy Idol. Yeah. yeah. Billy would have rocked, though. It would have. <laughs> yeah. Just wearing us some power. And he does. <laughs> and he sort of run out of shit to say, pardon my friend. So he just does that pursed lips Billy Idol thing <laughs> that he does. So. I, I, Yeah, I think Jimmy Barnes is just so cliche. It is a bit. And yeah. I love Barnsley, but you're absolutely right. It will it will ap- appeal to a large part of the NRL audience, but there also is a large part that weren't born when Jimmy Barnes was doing his thing, when he was peaking. So, uh, I don't know. And if you... But that, if, that don't... Oh, you know, that's, well, if that you're going to have an ensemble... You from, yeah. If you're going to have an ensemble and half the crowd wasn't born when Jimmy Barnes was doing his thing, then don't pair him up with Diesel. Pair him up with... Someone like last youthful. was it last year or the year before they had um Amy Sharkin in excess, for example? Yeah, would that be a better so story? a younger audience? And that, yeah, well, for the finals, it must just have been a Fox Sports thing. They had Parkway Drive and Jack Harlow and well. Jack Harlow, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was, I was thinking that's where we're angling towards for the grand final entertainment. I feel like, in terms of budget, maybe Jimmy Barnes a little easier on the hip pocket than Robbie Williams, would you say? Slightly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So. Which I, I think we got if, if the AFL announces Robbie Williams first, NRL's gonna one up them. Of course, go but, but having said that, I mean just because you've got an international act doesn't mean they're gonna deliver and it, you know, Meatloaf will forever be the stain on grand final entertainment for the AFL. You know, they had Sting, I think, a year or two afterwards and he touched down and they said to him, he said, I was told don't do a meatloaf and he goes, What the hell are you talking about? So he sort of does the quick YouTube say, oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 100,000 yeah. people, I better bring my A game here. Yeah. But yeah. Why, why can't we move away from the music and go pregame entertainment, all right? Let's 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 go complete 180. Let's get 100-meter sprints in the middle of the field. Oh, yeah, that's The good. pal let's dog get, show or let's something. Let's get yeah, yeah. mascots fighting in the middle of the field. I think yeah. we need the No Limit Boys to overhaul, you know how you're saying overhaul team names? Yeah. Let's overhaul this pregame entertainment and let's put on a show. The AFL does the race at yeah. halftime, yeah. which is really good. And they, and they have sprint. big names. Yeah, they have big names in the race as well. G- generally. And then yeah. occasionally you get some some bloke who's like number 1,000 on the list. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some, some rookie has got a bit of The last time and... I watched it, it was Majak Dor pumped yeah. everyone. He was lightning. Um, I want to see that. I want to see the race. Uh, maybe even throw in like a combine, so do a bench press, a vert jump, a couple yeah. of exciting events. But yeah, I like <laughs> call it the uh, Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, yeah. I like you the can't fighting have the idea. Though. No weightlifting. No, I like no the, break I like the fighting idea to give. Uh, I brought this up on Vossi's show during the week. I think we should get potentially fighting mascots. Yes. Um, or bring out a ring, and instead of Paul Gallen fighting his next opponent. 
at the Nissan Centre in Brisbane, fight them on grand final day in the middle of the field. Yeah. Just mm. whip out a ring on the grass still in football boots, fight live in front of 100,000 people. It's like That's 95 when about. Stanley the Steel Avenger got sent off by the referee. It was, it was a brawl between the two teams. And he got sent off, trying to break it up. And I think it was the, the Bear and the, and the Magpie once had a, almost had a contretemps at North Sydney Oval once. You the, back the bear there because the magpie's got, you know, the, the mascot, the big sticks, like the broomsticks yeah, to hold. Yeah, you yeah. can't really, can't really yeah. sort of get that left hook in, can you? Yeah, no. no. And, and the best grand final entertainment I've ever seen was the Killers at yeah. uh, the AFL. Uh, and Jack Rewalk got up with them and sang with them afterwards. They yeah. did, yeah. They did the encore. We've got to, we've, we've, I think we've got to go bigger than Jimmy Barnes. We've got 12 months now. To right the wrongs, but I'm sure Jimmy Barnes will go. Will will do CRL. well. They're tightening the purse strings, as Volandi said. You know, cut trimmed all the fat after COVID. Yeah. So yeah, you don't get the big broadcast rights deal, but uh, your expenditures are less and your profits more. Also, we could go like the master singer option and just get random NRL players to sing pregame. Yeah. And that, if for entertainment value, that right. would be. Like well, Dale I think Wendell, Wendell Saylor is on yeah. the master singer. Sammy Friday, I know he can belt out a tune as well. Kenny. The mass singer. They aim high, don't they? Oh, gee, is it Beyonce? Like she's ever going to come I've down? I've got a theory on the mass singer. Yeah, tell me. Do you want to hear it? Yes. I don't think when they do the performance that the the star actually sings You're live. Dubbed. I think it's pre-recorded because I don't think they could sing inside that suit and it would sound good. So bad acoustics inside, like a, a, in, an, inside an eagle's a suit. Head or yeah, something. well, because they're holding up the mic on the outside of the suit, yeah. singing, and it sounds all right within reason, plus they're dancing and they're not puffing, huffing and puffing. Do we have any friends at the 10 Network who work in production that can clarify that? Yeah, us, sweet. I actually know one of the cleaners there. I can call him up and he, yeah. he knows all the goss. Yeah, cool. yeah. I wish we could do a live on air, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you, mate. I, he probably has a microphone. They probably have a microphone inbuilt into their helmet, though, as well. And yeah. I reckon this is just a for-show microphone. Ah. Uh, maybe. 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 I look, yeah. I just think they sound too good. I think they pre-record them singing. And then I reckon you're right. And then on the on the night, it's just being played through speakers. Yeah. So somebody hits play. You want to make yeah. sure you get that right. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. Uh, on the text line, a uh, bit pedantic. I know. Why do commentators call Latrell Mitchell by his first name for most of the game? Then why do all the players, Joel, Luke, Mike, Mal? Anyway, don't like rabbits. Put on your mic. I think that's how you transcend uh, culture is when you can be known by one name. Mm. Yeah. Like I know who Latrell is. Uh, who's another player? LeBron. LeBron, oh, yeah. Like, I'm saying rugby league, like Sailor, they go Wendell. You know, it often gets called Wendell, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it, Billy? Mal? I would have known who Billy was. Mal? Teddy? Mal, yeah. Alfie? Like, in tennis, you have like Leighton, you'd know. But you've got to have a more unusual first name. Like, if your name's John, that's not really going to help much, right? So. No. If I had said Cam. Cam Smith. Would you straight away know Cam Smith? Yes, I would think that. Yeah. That's where my mind would be. Joey? I guess that's not. No, that's a nickname. right. It's like my son said, "Is his name really Missile?" Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And his brother's name's Torpedo. Um, Nudie run at halftime, says Mike. That's uh, yes. Yeah, like yeah, that. that. That's some wholesome family viewing right there, Mike. Like uh, that. Let the juniors play at halftime. Love watching the little kids going around. Yeah, where they play touchline to touchline. No, you don't like it. Boring. Um, what about this one? Fighting. Mascots. <laughs> Halftime entertainment, all-star band, all Aussies, uh, Penny Wong of the Bongos, Craig McLaughlin vocal. <laughs> Craig McLaughlin? Yeah. How does he check the mic? Check check one, two. Check one, two. 
Uh, NRL halftime entertainment idea. This is from Eels Mars. WWE full cage and all brawl with yep. a crescendo yep. of hardcore rock guitar. Yeah. Uh, Serbian Seagull just have a dance party after the game. Leave the bars open. Uh, 2011 had Kelly Clarkson. She sang one song. Took me 10 minutes to get down a couple of levels. Smash a ciggy before the second half. <laughs> she did too. Or Kelly I'm Clarkson. Was, that was since he'd been gone. I presume would be the song. 2011. Would she? Oh, this was very much post Idol. Yeah, yeah, she would have been peaking around then. What, what's 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 Kelly doing now? She's still with us. Oh, she's probably got a YouTube channel on cooking or something. Doesn't that tend to be there? She might have. Their their gone late to career. Pastures. Their late career pivot. Um, anyway, I started this text. Uh, to be rewarded with the greatest honour in rugby league, a test jumper, you must be born in and be a permanent resident citizen of the greatest country in the world. Same rule for state of origin. End of story. Go the Bloods. You agree? Yeah. Yep. All yep. rugby league nations should be tier one so we can stop the players picking and choosing what nations to play for every year. Uh, it's not that simple though. I think you've got to have some sort of competition structure within your country. Uh, to qualify as a tier one. Uh, that's my Dear. understanding. Okay. Uh, good morning, Kingy and GH Mum. GH Mum. That was a What's story that? I told yesterday about uh, getting my Speedos at the Melbourne Cup and G-H- dancing in a pool at a GH Mum party. You'd do anything for a crust, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I hope you're both well, boys. Yeah, haven't got much interest in tonight's game other than I hope the stinking Rabbitohs get lapped anyway back to it. My blood's tragic already. Five stubbies in. Go oh, you. wow. Five stubbies in. What time thing. is it? Pre-midday. Oh, yeah. That's a long day on the Terps. Uh, Miss Isle of Yeah, no, we've done that one. Um, uh, morning, Jules and Mr. Miss Isle. Really happy for Brad Arthur. Seems like a really decent bloke who's put up with a lot of crap from all angles. Have a great day, says Tartha Eagle. I agree, Tartha Eagle. I think he showed great decorum through all of this. That that ill time. Someone's leaked that about nepotism in the club. Yeah. Prior to that match, they yeah. won. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the first grade team anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Someone had a bit of an axe to grind with Brad Arthur. But regardless of what happens in the grand final now, the Eels season will be viewed as a success. Oh, without question. Yeah. Greenkeeping Rooster, our dear friends on this program. Morning, Julian and Missile. How good was the footage of the Art Garfunkel look like with tears of joy after the Eels win last night? Did you see that? He was no. an Eels fan. He said Art Garfunkel because he was a doppelganger for Art Garfunkel with the curly hair. Right. Yeah, he was crying, like the grown men crying. It means a lot. There'd be a few crying in Paris today, I reckon. Yes. Yes. And uh, have you got a fit photo there for us, Gibbo? No. It's really beautiful. And actually, um, Tamara, who's the media manager there, she said... Let's find this man. So hopefully Eels oh, Twitter yeah. uh, can bandy together and can find out who that man is. So they'll, I don't know. What very emotional do. guy. He was a missile. Yeah. It was a missile. Yes, a very emotional guy. Um, hey, guys, loving the show. This is from Philpy. I wonder who that could be. Just need some social sporting advice from someone relatable. I'm pulling the whites on for Sunday Arvo cricket for the first time in 10 years. Should I rip in or take it easy? Questions for Gibbo. Thank you, Philpy. Uh, well, rip in. You, you can play cricket hungover. It's the one sport that I felt like Oof. all the sports that I've done hungover, it's the yeah. easiest. Obviously, there's a lot of head noise when you're fielding on the boundary or when you're getting walloped to the boundary. Yeah. But if you can bat first, you can just sit around talking rubbish. Yeah. But if you have to bowl first, it's not great. But look, I would back 50-50, get on it, have a good time, and cricket's sweet. Rugby... AFL, any other sport, I wouldn't do it because you're going to get smashed. Whereas yeah. in cricket, you're not going to get hurt, really. Can, can I just say, though, having played a number of matches of cricket hungover, when you've got a front up in like 30-degree heat and you're getting flogged and you're chasing balls down the fine leg, 
it is not a fun afternoon. Well, if you put it into perspective, if you've done it playing footy and you're getting thumped by 120 kilo guys who are representing their heritage, it's not fun at all. Like, I put on my ass way too much. And if you're doing that hungover, <laughs> you're just thinking, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, well, Whereas what? cricket, I'll chase, mate. I'll chase balls till the cows come home. Mm. Okay. <laughs> on the cricket field. In cricket. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah. So, Phil, being asked you a question, <laughs> uh, this is the thing, right? I mean, isn't it funny? It's it's like putting on a, a suit, a suit of armour, and you feel invincible. I haven't played in 10 years, and I'm just going to rip in. Bowling is probably the one of the most unnatural things you can do in sport. So you come off the fence, kick off the long run, bowl, you feel good. You won't feel yourself the next day. You'll Your arms will want to fall Oh, you pull off. up sore. Oh, back, really? You wouldn't believe. It's the back, really. Yeah. Really? When yeah. you're throwing thunderbolts down, though. It's, yeah, you know, okay. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, and turning easy threes into quick singles. You know, go, go, no. <laughs> yeah, come back for two. No, I'm good, mate. We've got one on the throw. No, I'll just stay. Uh, you're listening to – no, it's not Sunday Crunch time. It's no, this ground. is the Mowers Club. It's not breakfast show. It's not Arvo's. How have you enjoyed it, boys? We've – it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Got a little bit lowbrow there for a while when we started talking well, Tassie team names. Let's give us AFL. Yeah. We'll marinate on that in the break. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. That is us done a dust to Jules and the missile on the chair today. Time flies when you're talking about Tassie. Thank you to Dave. Uh, apparently that Art Garfunkel's uh, supporter's name is Paul Liguri. Goes to every Parramatta game. Good on you, Paul. Uh, thank you as well to uh, Mikey and Geelong. Enjoy the game today. And thank you to 641DK11 for your text. Thank you to all our guests on the program. Nick Del Sando, the King, Wally Lewis, Tristan Merlihan, Gibbo. Thank you to you too. James? Early knockoff. I usually don't finish... Uh Crunch time until about 2 o'clock, so I'm ready to rip and tear today, Jules. So what's on the agenda for this afternoon? Oh, I'm not sure. I might have a few beers, watch the AFL Grand Final straight into the NRL. It's a good afternoon for sport. You're going for the unders too. Unders, yeah, which isn't great. When you bet on unders, you kind of want a boring game. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, a grind. like a, yeah, yeah, it's not great, but I so just they go upstairs, had to do No it try, no try. Yeah, no try. That. No, it was over the post. That's a behind. That is behind. Massive day in SEN still to come, of course. AFL crunch time. The big grand final. Geelong and Sydney tune in for that and uh, bounce at 3pm, actually, 16.20. You've got the Q Cup, the grand final between Redcliffe and North Devils. And, of course, the rugby league tonight, the second of the prelim finals. 7pm, the coverage starts at Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That is a Mowers Club. Thank you for keeping us company this Saturday morning. Have a great weekend. It's Robbie and Kylie. Oh Let's go. Did you authorise this? Yes, this is me. That's me done. <laughs> Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.